Fedcast hosted by Bill, Bresky GNR, Liars and Wasted Making Toxic Male, Masculinity and Not PC Jokes Great Again, Buckle Up Fuckers. It's not a matter of, it's a matter of, you just, oh, in the club, I mean, um, as, as, and, uh, you know, you know, so, uh. Hey, you, what the fuck is this? Can't let you take the man's wheels, son. Now get off before I put you down. Hasta la vista, baby. And welcome to the Fat Cast, a show by the common man for the common man. Tonight on the show, we don't have any guests, but sitting with me, of course, are my co-host, uh, Junior Liars and Wasted, and I'm, of course, uh, Bill Mother Freakin' Brasky. Uh, tonight on the show, oh, hello, there we go. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to hit him hard, we're going to hit him fast. Uh, Junior Liars, what's the first topic? No hellos or anything. We're getting oh, right no. into it. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going hard and deep like we're in a patrol car in Tennessee. Well, speaking of hard and deep, do you guys remember the Nashville cop that was getting gangbanged by uh, all the other cops? And then her husband found out and apparently they had known, um, they obviously kept it from him and they were all like kind of snickering at the guy and everything. Do you, you remember the story, right? Last oh, week. yeah. She, she was known as the protein sampler of Knoxville. <laughs> or Nashville, to be correct. Yep. That's her. Wasted you know, she could do a trick. She could do a trick. She could actually take uh, random cups of protein deposits and actually identify who made those deposits. It's quite the trick. It's like Penn and Teller, but with man juice. Interesting uh, analogy or uh, description. Uh, yeah. Weird. Anyway, she's back in the news now for a number of reasons. Um, first... It appears as though her husband is going to stay with her. Now, I want your guys' opinion on this real quickly. What's your take on that? I think he's just, like, giving her some freedom so that he can, like, he's probably getting lots of fame and sympathy from it. So he can, like, keep her as kind of, like, his uh, pussy-getting card. <laughs> okay. Brasky? Well, I, I revert back to the uh, the great film from the 90s called uh, Boogie Nights, where William H. Macy played a character called Little Bill. And poor Little Bill, every time he'd be looking for his wife at a party or at the work site, she'd be off uh, wrestling with another man, and uh, they'd both be naked doing the, uh, the erotic dance of love. And uh, that's what this guy reminds me. He reminds me of Little Bill, that one day he's going to come home, and uh, the squad's going to be all in his house, and they're all going to be having her handcuffed and doing shit with nightsticks, and he's just going to flip out and start shooting. And that's how I see this ending. Well, um, I, I don't even Maybe. know what to make of it. I mean, 
It could is be what, what Wasted says. Go ahead, Wasted. I was just wondering if that's what was going on all, all along. Like, he's one of the guys that she was blowing. I don't and think the, so. Because according to this article, it, um, you know, it, it it's brought up, and this is a direct quote from the article on barstoolsports.com. Um, <coughs> when any job interviewer is going to be quiet, like, quietly wondering if you've been cucking your husband this whole time, and whether you'll be trying to bone your new co-workers during company time. This is obviously if she goes to another interview, right? So, um, You know I, what she's going to be able to say, liars? That she's what? a people person. Well, she's definitely that. Well, she, or she's, she's, now, she's a people he's now pleaser. got something on her. Yeah, now he's got something on her. So now you yes. can keep her like chained up back at, at home. She can't get a job. And uh, she has to pay him back for the rest of her life. I I don't see any scenario where this ends well for, for this couple. Well, well Liars, what, what's happening now with her? Why, why is she back okay. in the news? So she's back in the news now. Um, there was a small article about, about him taking her back. And the main article, though, um, she has been approached by a Nashville strip club to come on in. And perform for them. Now, folks, if you've seen a picture of this lady, uh, she's not exactly what you call a uh, a really attractive woman. She's on a scale from one to ten, probably a solid five. I mean, if you've had a few drinks in you and, you know, you're lonely, it's cold outside, she might even go up to a six. But she's not the kind of gal that makes you want to, after you cash in a 20 for ones, uh, you know, really start making it rain or even, you know, throwing a $2 thing in her G-string just to just to make her go. She's not exactly an attractive woman. I mean, I get that they're trying to promote and, you know, get the club some activity here. But once if she takes up that offer? Once if she honestly thinks that, hey, you know what? I can stop uh, pickle sampling every one of the uh, sheriff department guys and I, I can go be a stripper. I think that's misleading to her and I think that's hurtful to her. Now... <clears throat> I'm looking at a picture of her right now. It's it's the picture online of her where she's sitting. It looks like she's in the police cafeteria. She's in her uniform. Uh, she's eating something. I'm not quite sure what it is. It looks like probably bacon and eggs. Anyway, and, you know, her hair is pulled back. You know, she doesn't have any makeup on because she's working. So um, she's not the most attractive girl. You're right. Liars. But, you know, Liars. Let me ask yeah. you this. You've seen The Wizard of Oz, right? Of course. Now, would you want to go see one of the lollipop kids riding a pole? Hmm. Good question. I think the if answer, the answer is, is no. yes, then you need to go down to a Nashville strip club and see it. Because this broad looks like she's one of the fucking lollipop kids. Oops, I dropped the F-bomb. I'm trying, boys. I'm trying. Yeah. But, you know, she she did host a Girls Gone Wild hot tub party. You know what I mean? So that 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 definitely adds to her to her sexiness. You know, she, yeah, but it's like, but you know, your typical fat girl is going to do everything she's going to do. I mean, ask wasted, wasted. If a broad's two hundred pounds, is she pretty much just do whatever you want, put it wherever you want? You know, am, am I wrong on this? Uh, yeah, and they because they have rolls of fat on their body. When you come on their tits, the cum like runs down the rolls of fat. So they've got like a a distribution cleanup system built in. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it could I be like the, like the Jizz Lane 
Ghislaine Maxwell of the fat. She's not fat, though. She's definitely not a fat girl. I mean... Yeah, but she's a chubby gal. She's a she's a little bit of the chubbier sect on there. You can't imagine this girl's any wearing anything less than a size ten dress. She's a she's a little bit on the the thicker side, and she's kind of got that look to her that you know that if you were one of the brothers, she wouldn't be uh, you know uh, not interested. She looks like you know the brothers would be into her. So you know, like this paragraph from the article just adds i i think it just adds to her once megan i presume that's her name once megan started having sex with her co-workers on the job going topless in a hot tub at a family boat cruise bragging about giving oral to a fellow officer and getting naked with another woman at a cop's house with her husband there life started throwing her curves the 12 to 6 wiffle ball kind that no one could have seen coming so you know she's she's kinky, so yeah, she, maybe she can teach like other girls, like Jocelyn Maxwell. You know, teaching them how to how to be a kinky cop. She can do that online, like on YouTube channel. She can have a whole new career as a sort of uh, madam or trainer, influencer. Well, well, I look at her as the girl that's the backup plan. Like every guy's been at a bar. It's you know midnight. You've had a few drinks in it. You played pool with your buddies, and you're scoping around to see what you want. You know, possibly take home with you that evening. Now you all have your option A, which is usually you know the prettier girl at the bar, the one that you really want to go with. But every guy that is mine, if you know it's crowded with women, they always have a plan B. She seems like plan B of women at a bar. Like she's the backup plan. She's the one where, like you know when your first target says no, it's fucking twelve thirty at night. Uh, you know, last call's coming up soon. You make your move on her because you know she's going to take you in the back in the alley, and you know you're going to be able to uh, get rid of some of that man juice right on her face. Okay, so let me read it, uh, an excerpt from the Scoop Nashville Scoop. Deja Vu Showgirls in Nashville is officially extending an offer to former La Verge, I think Laverne, or I La, I don't know how to say it, La, Laverne, Tennessee police officer and newly famous Twitter meme queen Megan Hall to perform at the club's 34th anniversary party on March 17, 2023. The landmark club in Music City has put $10,000 in cold hard cash on the table in an attempt to lure the scandalous ex-police officer who has a newfound notoriety for getting fired after having an affair with six of her on-duty colleagues. We at the Deja Vu Nashville... Uh, want her to do two shows at $5,000 per show, said regional director Michael Durham. I get the moral outrage. However, she is no longer an employee at the Laverne Police Department, and she can now choose what is best for her financially. It's ten grand, man. Buddy, I'm telling you right now, Tom Zutat's going to take the ride. Zutat's maybe two and a half hours from there. This sounds exactly like something Zutat would like. Tommy Z is going to be up there. He's going to have to start selling more fucking locker stuff just because he's got to make it rain for this girl. So, you know, this girl might be the key to new GNR leaks. This is how Brasky's mind thinks. Okay, folks, this is how things get done. I don't know. $10,000 is a lot of money. If I was oh. her, I'd do it. Oh, dude, if I would do it right now, if they're like, listen, Brasky, we know you're fat and disgusting. Put on a G string and go dance two nights. We'll give you five grand a show. Guess what? My fat ginger ass would be up there shaking and grooving and making it move. I would bust a move like nobody's business. So that $10,000 obviously doesn't include tips. 
no nope. uh, or lap dances which she nope. will probably get some if she does these two shows um it doesn't include the strange penises that she can interact with either. I mean, for a girl that likes dick, I mean, this is going to open up her world to a new thing of dick. This is like a Walmart coming to her town after having just, you know, the general store for all these years. She's going to have so many options of dick now. She's not going to know what to do. I mean, you guys brought up earlier that the husband's staying with her, and we kind of think he's probably a cuckold. He probably enjoys watching his wife get banged, which is really, really sick and disturbing. There's obviously yes. mental abuse that happened in his childhood or some part in yeah. his life that has made him this way. But this is this woman living her dream. Yeah, well, this next paragraph, Brasky, is, is going to bring a smile to your face and a chuckle as well as me because we're both of Irish descent. Oh, yeah. Um, since the event is going to be held on St. Patrick's Day in Tennessee, uh, Deja Vu uh, has, you know, that's where it's going to be held. And there's going to be bachelor parties going on there as well as other stuff. It's a, it's a fairly uh, busy night in, in the club apparently. And the Irish have a complicated relationship with cops. Every one of us is related to one. And we've also had bad run-ins with them. So there's nothing that will separate a drunken Hiberian from his money faster than the slightest chance that he might get to have sex with one. So, you know, St. Patrick's Day, Irish, cops, whores. I don't know. Seems like a good seems like a good plan to me. I mean, that's a strategy right there of winning that I can't disagree with. I'm actually at first I was like, man, this is really shitty. Why are they doing this? You know, just don't give this woman any more credit for being a dirty, dirty slut. But their business idea is brilliant. So I'm I I, I gotta applaud them. And to I guess to close this out, if Wasted, do you have anything to add or uh, maybe she could, she could go on tour. She could you know, go on. Could, yeah, well, that's, that's take it. On, take it on the road. So there was a there was a similar situation up here. Um, so the Calgary Stampede happens every year in July, and it's uh, it's a party in the town, and it's it's a it's a it's a rodeo, and they get like the top rodeo guys from the world to come in and it's the biggest prize on the rodeo circuit. Right. So it's a big deal. And it's been going on for like a hundred years, whatever. And a few years ago, um, there was a video taken on somebody's phone of this, <laughs> of this girl fucking giving a guy head and getting plowed from behind by another guy in a fucking alleyway. Right. Um, so they, they, instead of calling it was, it was the Calgary trampede is what they called her instead of Calgary stampede. So she got offered, uh, money up in Edmonton to go do like a, a porn circuit, like a, a strip club porn kind of thing circuit. And she did, and she made, you know, she, she's kind of faded away into obscurity now, but she made, apparently she made some pretty good coin doing it. So that's not a bad idea wasted. Yeah, I think she could probably, <clears throat> you have a year of work and then she could probably retire. Yeah, yeah. And just before we close, let's just remember that the the police motto has always been to protect and serve. So anyway, let's Protection. move on. Yeah, that. she's serving all right. <laughs> if she has her way, she'll be like fucking McDonald's, a billion served. Yeah, why not, eh? Why so. not? So, Lies, what do we got for another topic here tonight, bro? So we're going to go right into uh, the next one. It's it's a little bit more serious, I would say. Uh, so I guess the, the World Economic Forum. 
somewhere right now, uh, Borky's Borky's uh, ears are burning because we're mentioning the World Economic Forum and probably enraged right now. But uh, I guess they had a a meeting over in uh, Davos this this week, and so the Danish there's a Danish businessman, and he's the chairman of the German manufacturing uh, giant Siemens, Jim Hagerman, Snabe. Uh, he pushed the Great Reset agenda of replacing meat with synthetic proteins at a Mobilizing for Climate panel at the annual Globalist meeting in Davos, Switzerland, this past week. So like he went on to say, if a billion people stopped eating meat, I tell you, it has a big impact. Not only does it have a big impact on the current food system, but it will inspire innovation of, of food systems. I predict we will have... Proteins not coming from meat in the future, and they will probably even taste better. I don't know. There'll be zero carbon and much healthier. There's a there's a shit ton of. Sorry, there's a s load of. Uh, oh, we're past the ten minutes part. We can start oh. saying fuck shit, everything like that again. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, there's a shit ton of buzzwords in this. It's just it's pandering to a niche group, and like there will be zero carbon and much healthier than the kind of food we eat today. That is the mission that we need to get on. So let me, I just, my only question, and this is the only question I have for this Jim Hagerman. Will you eat synthesized protein or synthetic protein also? That's all I have to ask. I can pretty much guarantee your answer is no, though, right? Well, my question is this. Why would anybody think another person would listen to them when they're being hypocritical. Now, the common man, the average worker, wherever you are, whatever country you're in, this and that, we're all just trying to get by, pay our bills, live a normal life. These people are meeting at Davos. They flew in hundreds and hundreds of private jets, maybe even a thousand private jets. Now, they're telling us, that gasoline vehicles are bad, that gas stoves are bad, that anything involving any uh, fossil fuel is bad. But they're all rolling in on these private jets. They're driving around in Chevy Suburbans or Cadillac Escalades, which are gas-guzzling motherfuckers. Um, They're going to these uh, five-star resorts and places where they're doing the business, and they're eating the finest foods. They're eating the best of prime rib, the best of seafood. They're eating the best there is, and they're telling us, um, eat bugs. Don't worry about the ribeye steak I'm eating. Eat bugs, they, because the, we know what's better for you. The way and they you worded it. we're going to do? We're going to buy up all your farmland. We're going to buy all the food and meat distributors, and we're going to make it too expensive for you to get a steak, to get chicken breast, to get anything. And we're going to force you into this whole new thing where everything's going to be soy or bean-based, and you're going to like it. And uh, we're doing this because we care about you. Now, what person in their right mind goes, well, that makes sense. I really appreciate that. Thank you, guys. They are labeling it as climate beneficial foods. And some examples they gave are algae, seaweed, and cacti. Now, I don't know about you. Have you ever tried seaweed? I imagine you have wasted being over in uh, Asia. But have you tried Brasky? Um, maybe in my days of youth being on the beach and, uh, messing up on my boogie board or messing up, uh, when kayaking, 
I might have uh, hit my face into the water and some seaweed might have went into the, my mouth because of that, but never on purpose. Never have I said, boy, that looks like something I'd like to eat. If it's ever been ingested by me, it's purely because of I almost drowned. That would be the only way that I would have seaweed in my system. Wasted? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, doesn't like, you know, like California rolls or uh, like sushi often get rolled in seaweed on the outside? It does. It does in, uh, in, in China or in Japan, in Asia. Uh, you can also buy these packs of seaweed, which yeah. the kids, kids buy like, yeah. uh, like sheets of paper uh, and they're spicy. Spicy That's snacks. the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's called like tarayako or something. So uh, um, as I mentioned before on the show, my wife lived in uh, Korea for a year and that was – uh, a big snack over there was exactly what you're talking about. These sheets of seaweed, um, and they're they're various flavors. Um, uh, you know, um, like potato chip flavors, whatever. Like there's like I I don't know. Anyway, chili. Point is, chili is that, cheese. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the point is, is that she ate that ate those quite often over in Korea. And she brought some home not too long ago to try because she wanted she wants my kids to try them, you know, just to I don't know teach them whatever blah blah because uh, she has a connection to them. I, I I we all tried them and they're still sitting in my fucking cupboard because they're gross. They don't taste good. Like That's salty. Yeah, something, man. It's like I it's it's kind of like. It tastes like the ocean smells, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's very unnatural because it's also like not natural. That it's kind of lots of full of like uh, flavor enhancers, like probably MSG and all that sort of stuff as well. And it smells, yeah, uh, smells. Well, here's salty. something that's true. Uh, what they're trying to say is not natural. It's not natural for human beings to go out and eat seaweed. We're we're genetically made to go be hunters. We're genetically made to be carnivores. We're supposed to eat meat. That's how, if you believe in God, we're, it's we're what actually, we are. We're actually considered omnivores. We're not. We're not strict carnivores, right? Like, but I get your point, Brasky. Like, we we are. We're supposed to eat meat. Like we we have the we have the capabilities as human beings to digest it properly and process it properly. We're supposed to eat meat. I don't. I don't. Do you understand want me to go to a grizzly bear and go? Listen, Mister Grizzly Bear. I know you enjoy honey. That's fine. You can eat your honey, but that's all you can eat now. No more salmon for you. No more. No more. No more. I mean, that doesn't make sense. That's what you're telling me. You, you want me to go to a fucking lion in Africa and go? Listen, Mister Lion. We know that gazelle looks great, and that's what you've been eating since the you know the eons and the, the since the decade. I'm sorry, the dawning of time. Oh, I stumbled my words. I apologize, audience. But. Just a fucking devourer, eating antelope, eating elk, eating anything you see, gazelles, whatever, zebras. That's what you eat. But no more. We want you to go eat grass. Stop it, Mr. Lion. Go eat grass. That's what they're telling us. It's even it's even at the point right now where you, you go online and you see people that have put their cats, like house cats, their regular cats that roam around their house, they've put their cats on vegan diets. Like... You think about what you're doing. 
a cat is well, a Mr. Brasky opened up a can of tuna uh, this morning, actually, for uh, his two kitties. And uh, they were very happy with Mr. Brasky. Yeah. So, uh, fuck you, assholes. Yeah. Um, like, remember, like, uh, Philip K. Dick, when he was, like, really poor writing his books, he lived on, he lived on dog food. And he thought that the CIA was, like, uh, like tapping his phone. But he lived on dog food because he was so poor because he didn't have a job. <laughs> so it's possible so I think that that's what they're thinking is that just like China, China uses lots of these like like tofu. Uh, they have a lot of already like fake meat built into their diet, different ways of getting. I mean, they basically drink soy milk throughout. But Asia. the reason they do that waste is because they don't have the farming system built. They don't have uh, the industrial thing to produce the meat. China is one of the biggest joke countries you'll ever see because their cities are beautiful and huge, like Beijing, Shanghai, etc. But the majority of the country is dirt poor. It doesn't have any farms. It doesn't have, you know, cows. It doesn't have milk. It doesn't have uh, meat facilities. It doesn't have slaughterhouses. They don't have these things. So they have to figure a way to feed all these people because they don't have the infrastructure to do it. If they had the infrastructure, they'd all be eating hot dogs over there, dude. Well, you know, the, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or like, but what they're saying is that they're, they're trying to turn like the U.S. or these other countries into China. Like China is actually the model uh, that they want to follow. So they want to like basically because the Chinese oligarchs make more money because the people are like living on less. But maybe American oligarchs aren't because, you know, they, the, the, the plutocrats just like they want to reduce everybody's like daily like intake so that they can live on like a dollar a day or two dollar like they do in China because you know then they can make all the profits. So that's an interesting point because uh, further down the article, um, I'll read a little bit more and we can talk about it. Uh, the Klaus Schwab founded organization that pioneered the idea of a great reset of capitalism has also promoted the idea of eating insect proteins rather than meat to lessen the impact of supposedly man-made climate change. It is questionable, however, how much of an impact a move away from meat would actually have on carbon emissions. Danish climate, Bjorn Lomberg, had previously noted that studies have shown that should the average person in the industrial world cut out meat from their diet, it would only result in an individual emissions reduction of 4.3%. Yet, this is likely a generous estimate, Lomborg said. As other studies have shown that because vegetarian diets are cheaper, a rebound effect has been seen, meaning that vegetarian consumers use their cash on other products that also drive up carbon emissions, thereby, thereby mitigating most of the supposed benefits of a virtue-signaling vegetarian diet. So it's it's a catch twenty two basically, right? You're you're that's, or you're. Yeah. It, that's why it just like it always doesn't make sense. But then, but then, what? Why are they? Why are they doing it then? Is it because it's just like this political like infrastructure? Is it like the ESG scores, like where like BlackRock are just giving them money? So it doesn't matter that it's the wrong thing to do, like making a shitty woke movie. It's not you're not, not making a good movie, but you're getting paid like under the table by this sort of like political establishment who are sending you like uh, money. So as long as you follow the agenda of uh, World Economic Forum, they don't control everything. 
But if you can kind of, they're basically the unwritten rules about how to take part in this new world where they control everything. It doesn't mean that it makes sense or it's right. But if you go against it, they will like ru ruin your business. But if you go with them, they give you like handouts and you get lots of social credit. And so is it something like that? Because like, I remember like on one show, Borky was saying that, no, it was on Inner Post. He was saying that the, the World Economic Forum isn't like, they don't control everything. Right, they, you know, but the, I think like the, it is basically where the political, uh, the politicians kind of meet with big business, like the six six uh, corp corporations that run the world meet with the politicians, and they they kind of like suggest what you should do to like to go forward in the world, and if you don't, then you know you don't you your company won't do very well. So that's yeah. exactly what they do. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, you know, it's it's politicians. A lot of them are from like the G7. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure Biden is behind it, uh, behind the the WEF, and I know Trudeau is. Um, you know, I'm not sure about uh, is who's who's the the president of Mexico now? Is it still Vincente Fox? No, he's gone, dude. Oh, is he okay? Sorry, so I, I don't know about the the president of Mexico, but I would imagine he's also pro it, pro WF as well. And yeah, these these leaders of countries, politicians, uh, they meet up with these uh, these bigwigs and they discuss basically the future of the world. And they think that um, it I don't know. It all comes down to arrogance, really. That you know what makes them. Like what? What makes the, these people think that they're so important that they get to decide what's good for the world? Like I think I think it's more to do with like how are they going to get reelected? And because you know the, of the propaganda that's already been in place, there's a certain amount of votes in saying and doing these things. Absolutely. And then and then when you don't do it, you don't get reelected because well, of guys, all the. You, I think it comes down to this. Sorry, Wasted. If you want to continue, go. I didn't mean to interrupt you, sir. No, no, that was, the, that was just the point I wanted to make. Well, I learned this at a very young age. I was once told by a very, very knowledgeable man, if a cow ever got the chance, he'd eat you and everyone you care about. Okay? That man wasn't lying to me. He was, he was telling me how food gets processed. That great man was Troy McClure. All right? So I guys want you to think about that. If the cow had a chance to eat you, He's going to do it. So, uh, you know, another thing that we were talking about, and I know this kind of leads on to uh, the uh, banning of meats and we're bad on fossil fuels, was uh, General Lars, I sent you an article earlier about how uh, Mexico no longer is just smuggling drugs. They're now smuggling eggs. Can you, can you tell the audience a little bit about that? 103%. What happened there? Did you guys hear that? Wasted, are you okay? I think Wasted just had a stroke. Oh, that's funny. I don't know if it's funny. Wasted? See, we're talking World Economic Forum, and now Wasted's dead. Some wow. chick just walked right behind him and popped a bullet in his head, or the stroke finally hit him. Wow. Wasted? So Wasted. 
Well, folks, we hope Wasted rejoins us and isn't dead. Um, right now, we don't know. Huh. Oh. Are you back, Wasted? Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I just need to take a quick piss. Oh. So I okay. thought I'd go off mic. <laughs> well, that's fucking unusual for you. Usually you share that with us. Gino Lars, can you share with us and Wasted? Uh, what, what's this about eggs? Sorry, I, I said 103%. The actual number is 108%. What is 108%, you say? That is egg smuggling across the U.S.-Mexico border right now. Egg smuggling is up 108%. Why do you ask? Because a fucking carton of egg costs $7.29. Yeah, when I was back in the UK, they, they had a similar thing. There were Because of the supply chains, you could only buy like eggs from like... They were getting these eggs from, I think, Vietnam or Australia or somewhere. And then... So those are the only eggs you could actually buy for a couple of weeks. And then the, the next thing that they were complaining about, was there was all these people saying, you, we have to buy our own eggs. We should be buying British eggs. So people were boycotting Australian or Vietnamese eggs. So there's just basically no way to eat without getting criticized for something. It's Nonsense. Just, it's like, how do you, you whatever you do, you're doing something wrong, you know? <laughs> so, so, egg prices have tripled in the U.S. amid a double whammy of inflation and a hen shortage. South of the border, eggs sell for as little as $3 for a 30-piece container, while north of the border, they're sky high, making eggs a quote-unquote luxury item. How is there a hen shortage? Can anybody answer me that? It doesn't make sense. It, did, did, did the avian flu come back? Is, is that what it was? Because I know there was um, out here, up in Canada here on the western part of the country where I am, uh, there was the avian flu came back and, and wiped out, um, I don't want to say crops, what are you, um, uh, flocks of, well, farms basically. So they, they didn't have turkeys for Thanksgiving. So, and if you could find a turkey, it was going to cost you the same price as a prime rib. So, um, is that is that what happened in the states as well? Like, did the avian flu hit the the industry hard? Why yeah, is that's there a what they said. They said that the avian flu, which actually at Borky, we're mentioning you a lot tonight in the show, uh, that we had a avian flu that wiped out our population of chickens in the last six months. Which that's very convenient if you ask me. But that's the excuse, and it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I think yep. I saw something the same. Like somebody lost like fifty percent of his uh, hens. But also, yeah, if you start losing uh, certain like supply chemicals or grain or food, then suddenly they all start dying, don't they? As well, supposedly, like, there's all these different like uh, factors where you can start losing them, and then they start they start losing. Then you lose half your eggs. Guys, can we just sit back and realize right now that we're talking about a world? Cocaine, heroin, uh, marijuana, whatever. They're smuggling eggs across the border. Eggs. Right now as a border patrol agent, he, he, you have to be on the lookout for some guy smuggling over like 40 cartons of eggs. You don't have to worry about a key of Coke. It's it's a carton of eggs. I mean, what world are we living in, folks? It was... Uh... 
there was a I wish I had the link with me right now, but she got fucking roasted on Twitter because she lived in New York City and I, I believe this image of the seven dollars and twenty nine cents for the carton of eggs is from New York City. Uh, she did a, a clip on 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 you no, not YouTube on Twitter this week where she was basically complaining about inflation and having to go to the grocery store. Um, you know, she's she was a young girl. She looked like she was in her 20s, late 20s, and she said she had a, a partner. So I guess they lived either married or not. And uh, they went into the grocery store to get, she said, necessities. And she mentioned eggs in particular. And the, the one bag of groceries basically cost her $70 once she left the store. And she's like, why the why am I paying $70 for this? And, you know, inflation, whatever. And she got roasted. Uh, social media did what it did. As it so why is social media? What what tart ass on social media is giving her shit? I want to know what fucking. I'll tell uh, you. It's because she's she was she's in New York City. So okay. she's she's a liberal, right? Um, Congrats. That's, that was a lot of the comments. Uh, she was New York City. She, she's she's an attractive y- young girl, so hey. she's obviously privileged, right? Um, okay. She was talking on her cell phone in her car, so she should Oof. try and give up those luxuries before she starts complaining about food. Uh, what else was there? Uh, just so but just many since things. she's an entitled brat doesn't mean she's wrong. Like here's the deal: just because she's bitching about the seventy dollars worth of groceries, your poor taxi driver, your school teacher is paying the exact money. So even exactly. though she seems like she's probably an entitled, you know, spoiled little rich bitch, it doesn't change the fact that you know. Look at it this way: Willie's not on the show this week, but Willie doesn't make a ton of money working at the Best Buy in Newark. I mean, yeah. sure, he's the head of Geek Squad, but you know, Willie's got you know bills to pay, dude. It's hard for a guy like Willie to go out and get eggs. And that's ridiculous. If you're a hardworking man or a hardworking female or hardworking trainee, whatever you are, you should be able to get a bag of groceries and not have to, you know, put out what you do on a utility bill for one yeah. bag of fucking groceries. You know, even even if like I don't know, it I don't even know if she's a spoiled brat or whatever. She's just to me, when I was looking at it, she's just a person, right? I mean, me, for example, um, I need a car to get around because of the city I live in. Like that's just the way it is. Like somebody tells me to get rid of my car. I'm like, I can't, I'm sorry. Public transit sucks in the city and I live too far away. Like, sorry. You know what I mean? And I, you know, Oh, somebody said maybe she should give up her Starbucks, whatever. Then that's pure speculation too, right? You have no idea. You know what I mean? Like she could live in a fucking 300 square foot apartment. You know what I mean? For all I know, she just doesn't change the fact. I don't care if she's riding up in a Porsche Cayenne with a Louis Vuitton bag. What she's saying is still accurate. I, you can't go in there get some eggs, some milk, some cereal. That's it's just bullshit. Absolutely, you're you're bang on. Absolutely right. It it doesn't matter exactly exactly. Uh, oh, she's a liberal. Who cares? Why we identify people by politics now? I don't remember back when I was a kid going, "Oh, that person's a Democrat. Oh, that person's a Republican." We didn't used to talk like that. This yeah. is just getting to be ridiculous in this one. We're is. just we're you know we're segregating ourselves now for who you vote for on a fucking ballot when they're all yeah. corrupt. That's ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Do you think that like uh, Putin and China are winning the war? No. Like, well, they're ruining everybody's life in in the U.S. or in the West through all these like supply chain problems and not being able to buy eggs. I mean, I know that people in Russia like they probably can't buy eggs anyway, and their life, they, you know, their standard of living is so low 
that it's hard to affect them. But in the US, I don't know whether it's if it's if it's that or is or is this all tied into the like the the World Economic Forum stuff, where they want us to starve a little bit and get used to like lower standards of stuff. I I fully believe that that is part of the plan. Um, I don't I don't go too far into the Great Reset, is what it's called. Uh, that's Klaus Schwab and his and his WEF and anyway, that's that's a topic for a whole. I don't go too far down. I've read that book called The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab. Um, to me, it just reads like a bunch of it reads like fiction to me. It's it's so far. It's it's like what they kind of want to happen. Yeah, yeah, and it's like a guide or something. It's ridiculous. It's I read it. What when I read, it, I just thought it was ridiculous. But uh, so I don't but go a, too far into it. But I do believe that, like what you just said, wasted, um, getting us used to maybe less um, in various. Uh, ways that are undetectable, kind of, or under the radar. Uh, I, I believe that's happening uh, because I think we have we have everything we want, right? Um, we were actually talking about this in the was it us that was talking about? I don't even remember in the pre-show that we we have everything we want, but we're kind of trapped. Yeah, it's like, like Fight Club, yeah. The yeah. things you own end up owning you. So yeah, like exactly, the things, exactly. The things you want end up owning you. Like you don't exactly. need, like, like I was saying, like in China, they they do buy eggs. Like here, people buy eggs. They use eggs all the time. But it's like eggs are a substitute for meat. If you know what I mean. Fried right. rice is a way of like making food last longer. Like you're, basically, fried rice is leftover food from last night, fried right. with eggs. Right. So they've got this whole kind of style of, to us, that just seems, it's sort of something I think of my grandparents doing. Like my gran would never like, she would use every part of the chicken. She would make like chicken soup out of the bone. Yeah. You know, but me, I, I, I just buy Campbell's chicken soup. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're you know? saying. Wasted. Like for I'm me, just, I'm from uh, the Northeast. Where in the Northeast, dude, like all the Italians, like real Italian folks, what they do is Sunday is just big Sunday dinner where you got what they call their Sunday gravy, which is a sauce. But what that sauce is, it's all the meats from like the last three or four days chopped up with some onions, some garlic, some tomatoes, this and that. And it's just the leftovers presented as a new meal for Sunday, but it's made into their sauce, you know, made into what they call their gravy. So people used to do that all the time. And I wonder if that's what they're trying to make us do again. Yeah, they want us to go live like a sort of medieval style. Go back to the I don't know, was it nineteen forties? It's it's the great was it the Great Depression? Yeah, the thirties. Yeah, thirties. Yeah, it seems like they and then from that point and they're giving you options. Like you can probably get tofu, and then if you do do the right thing or the cheaper thing, then you get like this kind of kind of like social cachet from doing it. Like if you say, well, I'm not going to eat that giant steak. I'm going to buy this like uh, vegan, like uh, soy based meat. Everybody gets kind of in excited about that, you know, and they forget that ribeyes are good. Well, and there's there's problems with that, too. Um, 
one of the when I was in college, uh, one of the courses I did take was I took a few nutrition courses and some food courses. Um, and if you're gonna if you're gonna get your protein from non-animal sources, you have to know what you're doing because you have like soy, for example. Very high in protein, yes, but it's not a complete protein, right? So you're not getting everything. So it doesn't really do, essentially do much for you if you're just eating soy, right? So then you're lacking in protein because you need to complete it. Now, if you ask me the combinations, I can't remember it anymore because it's been such a long time. But the thing with meat is that all meat contains a complete protein. That's why it's so popular. So, I mean, if you're going to take meat out of the equation for everybody, then you have to educate them on what the steps that you need to do. You can't just stop doing it, right? You know what I mean? You need to yeah. you need to be able to still take care of yourself and and eat properly. Or maybe that's maybe that's their agenda as well. I don't think it is because it, it's it's so nefarious and it's so sinister. I, I just can't see it happening. It's but. so similar to Big Pharma, though, isn't it? You don't sure. necessarily need all these chemicals in food or, or to take, you know, take supplements and all this sort of stuff. But the, I mean, I think, yeah, doesn't like meat. Like it has a lot of nutrients and iron and all the things that you need. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I definitely one of my friends is a wife's a vegan and their daughter is young and they, you know, they. She's ve they sort of made her vegan. She doesn't eat meat. Right. So that's a, a mission. You have to know exactly what you're doing to be a vegan. It isn't just like uh, not eating meat. No, you have to do it properly or you're going to end up – You and, you know, it's not hard to do it properly, but you have to take the time to invest in it and do the research because if you don't, you're going to end up doing more harm to yourself than good because you're not going to be – even though you're not eating any meat, you're not necessarily healthy. And I'm kind of going through that right now with my son. He's seven years old. And um, ever since he was born, ever since he was a baby, he, he didn't really like meat. He never quite ate it, right? And now, now he's seven. He's going on eight. He, he really wants to become a vegetarian. And my wife and I are doing our best to accommodate him when we can. But... There's also a big learning curve there, and we're trying to teach him that, you know, um, if you're not going to eat meat, you have to eat this. Because well, why does he to, want to become a vegetarian? He doesn't like meat. That's why. He just, he doesn't like Have you brought him to McDonald's and say, listen, son, this is okay. called a chicken nugget? If we go to McDonald's, he loves it. Oh, but, okay, so. <laughs> but if, if we have, this like, pork chops at the house, um, he'll eat some chicken, but if we have, like, pork chops or... If I make like a roast, like a beef roast or whatever, he yeah. doesn't necessarily like it. And it's it's been but brother, this way that's a phase. That's just a kid being a kid. No, dude, like, it's not... been this way since he's a baby. Yeah, but what like, I mean is like when I was a kid, I hated cheese. Like I okay, fucking well, despised Elias. No, hold on, let me let me tell you. So you can just I'm trying to be a friend here. So yeah, yeah. I didn't eat cheese at all. I didn't eat Parmesan cheese, any cheese. Like the only cheese I could do was cheese pizza. Instead of that, I didn't eat cheese. Flash forward to like when I hit puberty. For some reason or other, now I fucking eat feta cheese. I eat mozzarella cheese. I fucking put, you know, nacho cheese on shit. I like a cheeseburger. I never ate a cheeseburger until I was like fucking 12 or 13 years old. I only eat a hamburger. So that shit changes as you grow up. Like, 
I understand that he doesn't like it now, but that doesn't mean as he gets older, his appetite won't change. Sure. No, I, I, I fully agree with you that your, your tastes do change as you grow older. And even, even at our age or my age, whatever, you're, you're still, your taste buds are still evolving or devolving, however you want to say it, right? Yeah. Um, it's just right now, he doesn't. He doesn't particularly eat meat, and we want him to eat, right? And he it, he won't eat it, right? So we're and he's brought up the the notion of becoming a vegetarian, and you know what? If he wants to explore that, and if he wants to try it, you know, I I, I have to let him as a responsible parent. I have to let him. You, you know, because I'd be like, no hippie, not under my yeah. house. When you're 18, you can do it then. You can go drive yeah. your fucking priest. But until you hear, here's a ribeye with some butter on it. Yeah. It's, a bit, it's a bit like Andrew Tate getting everybody to all these kids to play chess. There's probably yeah. somebody, people at school who are talking about being vegetarian. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, There's some motherfucker getting into his mind. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably what it was. Well, look at it this way, guys. The guys that are telling us not to eat meat are also the assholes. You guys know we've talked about this on the show before, but Bill Gates and a bunch of billionaires and even the Chinese, the only thing they're doing is buying up the farmland and ranches here in the United States so they can control the uh you know, the beef, the chicken, everything like that. So these assholes are telling you, hey, don't eat meat. But they're securing themselves that they're never going to run out of ribeye. They're never going to run out of, you know, a piece of chicken. They, they know what they're doing, man. They bought all this land up in Montana and Wyoming and Idaho. They're sneaky bastards. They're, they're just lying fucks. So I don't know why they're trying to present the way. Listen, if you're a vegetarian, God bless you. I have no issue with anyone being a vegetarian. Just don't tell me what I can't eat. You know, it's not like I'm like I'm not eating a dog. Listen, I know eating a cow. I don't like slaughterhouses. I don't like how chickens are killed. I don't like how cows are killed. I don't think anyone really does. But it's a basic fundamental thing for us to keep growing and moving on as a species. Sometimes you just have to understand you are what you are. We're fucking predators. There's a reason that we survived all these ice ages and the other animals. There's a reason why these fucking hairless apes were able to beat the fucking bears, the lions, the tigers. Oh, my. All right. There's a reason we are what we are. And when people fucking just try to change that, because this is the new social thing. Shut the fuck up. Um, I'm ready for a new topic. Lies, lies. I'm ready to blast the motherfucker. Give me a topic where I can just fucking go off on a piece of shit. Okay. Um, what about uh, the uh, Republican representative uh, George Santos? Have you heard of him? Fucking perfect. Let's lay this fucking cocksucker out. Let's fucking... Wasted, go get the blue tarp. Let's go. I'm going to get a beer. boy. <laughs> hold on, wasted. Okay. wasted. Hold on, hold on, wasted. Wasted, I want to tease you. Ready? Oh, oh. we're ready. Oh, I should have bought two. So while Wasted's getting his beer, tell me about George Santos. I don't know who he is. Well, I sent you over a thing about his lies. George Santos is uh, the new congressman. Uh, he was a congressman-elect until very recently when Kevin McCarthy finally got sworn as House Speaker, which, oh, by the way, fuck that guy, too. Um, <laughs> so he was this congressman that ran on having this business background. He uh, he had these charities. Uh, Gene R. Liars, you have the list of lies, and I think the best way to describe this guy is the list of lies. Pretty much he presented himself as being this really well-rounded, well-versed individual who's ready to lead and take office. And then it was discovered that he's absolutely full of shit. He claimed to be Jewish, okay? Now listen, I know you guys are going to be shocked here, but Bill Brasky really has a lot of Jewish friends. I grew up with a lot of Jewish friends. I taught at a Jewish baseball camp one summer, all right? 
he said when they confronted on that, uh, Mr. Santos, you claim to be Jewish. Oh, no, I said I was Jew-ish. <laughs> the fuck? Are you kidding me? Really? Yes, yes. Oh, Go look at, no, pull up his goddamn list of lies. So this motherfucker, he, he fucked over a fucking wounded veteran tool of some dog program. There's so many things this piece of shit lied about. He lied about where he went to school. He lied about his background. Oh, he lied man. about being a successful Wall Street investor. He said he worked at like J.P. Morgan. There's so many things this fucking guy lied about. But since the Republicans are such shitbags, and don't worry, I hate the Democrats too. They both can suck a dick in Macy's window if you ask me. However, since they needed the fucking majority... They're like, they're like, oh, yeah, this guy can come in. We don't care. You know, we're just going to judge him how he acts now. It's like he lied to get in. He misled the public. He has no ethics. How do you let this person? How do you not just immediately go? No, 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 no. We're just going to do another election. Fuck this guy. How? Liars. Do you got the list of his lies? Dude, I'm going through it right now. And my job Can you start is- reading to our audience? What a fucking piece of shit. Like, folks, I want you to Im- imagine this guy. He stands over and he looks like, you You know Ed Sullivan, folks? Ed Sullivan was a uh, television host back in the 60s, very popular in America. He introduced the uh, Beatles to America. But Ed Sullivan used to kind of have a hunch, and he used to kind of talk with his hands. This guy mimics Ed Sullivan and sounds like Woody Allen's gay uncle. He's just a fucking scumbag. Gino Elias, give me some info on this piece of shit, because I'm fucking ready. All right, so from uh, nymag.com, the intelligencer... Here is every single lie told by George Santos. Now, I'll just give you the headlines. I won't get into everyone, and we can come back and visit them if you want. But, okay, here we go. He lied about where he went to high school and college. He never worked on Wall Street either. So where did his money come from? Is the money legit? He also lied about founding an animal charity. He allegedly swindled a disabled vet whose dog was dying. What's the deal with his marriages? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got to stop at two things because last right. two things right there just pissed me off. Right. Um, people don't know me, me. My close friends know me. I'm an animal lover. I like animals way more than I like humans. Uh, I have my cats. I love my two cats with all my fucking heart. I had a cat recently passed, which devastated me and my family. Um, but I love animals. The fact that he fucked over an animal charity and said that he was donating money to that is disgusting. To go even further, to fuck over a disabled veteran, this man should be drugged out in the middle of the fucking street and hung. This yeah. fucking scumbag. I'm sorry, liars. I had to stop you there because I was just. No problem. I, I want to punch this fucker. Keep going. So it, Santos's campaign bio claimed that he ran a foundation called Friends of Pets United, saving 2,500 dogs and cats between 2013 and 2018. But there were no social media accounts for the organization, no IRS records, and no evidence of the charity being registered in New York or New Jersey, where Santos claimed to have operated. And then uh, he allegedly stole money from a disabled veteran who came to him for help to fund a life-saving surgery for his dog, according to Patch. I guess that's a company. In, it's a, no, it's a newspaper in New Jersey. Okay, so newspaper, okay. In May 2016, Richard Osthoff, who was living in a tent in central New Jersey, learned that his pit, his pit mix would need $3,000 surgery. A veterinary technician told him that a man named Anthony DeVolder could help him raise the funds. After Friends of Pets United put together a GoFundMe that got the money for the surgery, Santos then refused to give the money to Ostoff, whose dog died less than a year later. Santos, of course, denies the story. 
Holy now, fuck. Question, what a piece of shit, man. Now, now, question for you. Now, if this disabled veteran murdered this man, I mean, straight up fucking just took a knife and slit his fucking throat, would there be any jury in the world that convicted him? Or would they just look like you you stole money from this man who was trying to save his fucking dog? You stole this man's money and the dog died. Who I mean, I don't think country. a jury in the world would convict him. Who served your country. Yeah, with fucking, you know, honor. I mean, the fuck. <laughs> Continue. Wow. This piece of shit keeps going. Today. Okay, so it's unclear if his mother's death was related to 9-11. Oh, yeah, he lied about his mom dying in 9-11, too. He's a real fucking beaut. There's no evidence she was at the World Trade Center, and though Santos has claimed she was a finance executive, public employment records obtained by NBC News list her only known employer as an imports business in Queens that folded in 1994. Holy fuck, man. His grandmother was definitely not a Holocaust victim. Uh, he said, <laughs> so wait a second. So wait a second. His mom was in nine 11, even though she worked 10 miles to 15 miles up the road in fucking Queens. And Queens. that was, you know, long before then. And now his grandmother is a fucking Holocaust victim. So uh, in an interview with a conservative podcast in May 2022, Santos said that his grandparents survived the Holocaust and his campaign bio claimed that they fled persecution during World War II. Wow. He already said he's not Jewish. There are no signs of Jewish Jewish and there are no signs of Jewish and or Ukrainian heritage and no indication of name changes along the way. Genealogist Megan Smolenik told CNN, multiple family records show that Santos' maternal grandparents were born in Brazil. The name is common among Catholic families in Brazil. So so now the Nazis are killing Brazilians, Catholic Brazilians. That's where we're in the concentration camp. It wasn't the Jews. It was was Brazilian Catholics. Is that that what we're supposed to believe, Mr. Santos? Yep, yep. And then uh, he he did not have employees who died in the Pulse shooting. So I guess. Uh, <laughs> <The fuck? laughs> in an interview with WN, WNYC following his election, Santos said that he lost four employees in the Pulse nightclub shooting in 2016. Wasn't but that in Florida? That I, was in I would imagine. I am, I think right? That's what it is. Yeah, Orlando. Sorry. None yeah, of the that was by MSL's house. So wait a second. George Santos lives in New York City. Why would he have employees in Orlando? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> This guy's great, man. He's Holy the Forrest fuck. Gump of fucking, like, liars. Wow. Continue. And uh, uh, to what to what you alluded to, Jewish or Jewish? Putting aside Santos' Holocaust fabrications, the representative has also said a few times over the years that he's a conservative Roman Catholic. On Facebook, his mother posted Catholic prayers and discussed the Virgin Mary. And a priest in Long Island City said he knows the Santos family well and they occasionally attend Catholic Mass. I never claimed to be Jewish, Santos said in an interview with the Post. Um, I'm a Catholic because I learned my maternal family had a Jewish background. I said I was Jew-ish. Wow. This guy's a piece of work. And of course, what we were just talking about, was he a drag queen in Brazil? Oh, yeah, that was great. It came out on TMZ this week because uh, he's a real piece of shit. So one of his buddies had uh, pictures of him when he was down in Brazil. And guess what? Representative George Santos, uh, the Republicans weren't going to get rid of him for all those lies that he said. All those horrific tragedies, all those horrible things he did to the community. They're not going to get rid of him because of that. But now that one of his buddies posted pics that he liked to dress up as a fucking drag queen in Brazil, guess what? 
the Republicans will get his ass out now. I guarantee you, within six months, this motherfucker's gone now because it's all right that, you know, you hurt disabled veterans, you hurt animals, you lie about absolute fucking tragedies in American history. But once you dress up as a fucking drag queen in Brazil, man, the Republicans will take care of you. I don't think they like that too much. No, they don't. So, so question, Braski. So what has Santos said about his life that is actually true? Um, I got nothing. Well, as he has claimed, Santos is a 34-year-old Republican born in Queens who will represent New York's wealthiest congressional district. Other than that, pretty much everything is under scrutiny. Now, Wasted. Yeah. It, it does make me wonder, like, when all these stories come out about politicians, it was, makes me wonder, like, who are they? Who are all these people? They're basically like sociopaths. You know, like, remember uh, with uh, Hillary Clinton's, like, aide was Anthony Weiner? Yeah. Yeah. I disagree like, with that, Wasted. Uh, I didn't really make a point. I was just saying that. No, that all, all, all the politicians are sociopaths. Not all of them. I'm just saying when okay. there's a lot of them that come out and you just wonder, like, who are they? Is it just that they can't function in any other, like, role in society? But they're really good at lying, so they become politicians. <laughs> or they just don't give a shit about things, so that helps them in this kind of like subjective kind of career. I've seen, personally, uh, a friend of, of my family was a congressman in Boston for like fucking 40 years. He was a Democrat, and I can tell you that everything he did was for his community. This guy didn't take, to my knowledge, never took a kickback, never did nothing. He was just a guy that really 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 cared about his community and all the people he would treat everyone with respect no matter what your skin color no matter if you were gay straight whatever he didn't give a shit he was just an honest to god good human being i know you were mentioning the anthony weiner who's another big fucking liar uh you can continue down that road if you want i just wanted to interject that you know i think it was just uh yeah i wasn't talking about all of them i was just saying maybe it's like the elites or the the higher the higher they get the more the more they seem to be like this they all, when they get up, up in the higher echelons of power, then they seem to be a lot more like, uh, I don't know, sociopathic. Well, I, I think you sort of have to be. Like, if you're a president and you're like, you know, doing like secret drone drone wars in, in Syria and you're like bouncing bombs through schools and stuff, like, I don't think normal people could actually like sleep at night if that was something to do with you. I don't well, know. I think it. Think I think it's that politicians have changed. Like the gentleman I'm speaking of passed away in the uh, the mid 2000s, and uh, I think politicians have changed greatly because I know there's one politician right now who just turned 98 recently, I believe, uh, Jimmy Carter. And Jimmy Carter is just one of the most beautiful, wonderful human beings that has ever lived. I mean, the man has done nothing except habitat for humanity and try to bring peace and love to the world. But I think maybe in the last 20 years, you've moved away from the Jimmy Carter type of politicians to your uh, your George W. Bushes, your Bill Clintons, you know, your fucking con men that get into office and, you know, just decide to profit and fuck over the American people and the world, to be honest with you. Who the neocons? Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Wasted. Sorry. No, just the neocons and the neoliberals are just a completely different, like, brand of or kind of type of person than what politicians used to be, even in the 80s. I mean, it's always been kind of, I think sometimes you just don't even realize that, you know, certain people like supposedly George Bush, 
or George H.W. Bush was basically running Reagan. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at it this way, George H.W. Bush was the fucking head of the CIA. He was the, you know, we've talked about the JFK assassination. If you ask me, uh, George H.W. Bush was one of the fucking planners and one of the lead executors in the assassination. I mean, the evidence is all right there if you look at it. I just hate living in a world now where people like this George Santos guy can go in there and say all these fucking bullshit stories and just mislead his district, his country, and no one cares. Like, they did... Liars, the fact that the uh, Republican House didn't just go, fuck, we're not having this guy in here. We, we don't approve you. No, go. Fuck off. Let's have a revote. This isn't right. You, you're you a lying piece of shit. It's kind of like a Whitney, like Whitney Webb has a new book called uh, One Nation Under Blackmail. And if you read, like, start reading that book, you realize that nothing is really what you think it is. Basically, the power structure is based on, like, blackmail. So you can see as you get you know, further and deeper into it, it's not going to be about who's doing the right thing. They're all protected. You can do crazy stuff. Um, I don't Haven't know, you said on the show that Mitch McConnell's wife, uh, she's a sister of the top uh, ranking general in China? Oh, she's the daughter of like uh, somebody connected or very connected to the uh, intelligence services in, in CCP. Yeah. You know, here's another like thing, a, and I, I'm not, I don't really care about the documents because we discussed this last week uh, about the documents found at Biden's place because they were found at Trump's. I'm like, hey, you know, that shit happens everywhere. But this week there was a photo release of uh, good old Hunter Biden in his daddy's convertible, you know, the same one where the documents were found next to. And he's in this fucking convertible. It was taken in 2017. He's got these two broads in bikinis with him. He looks fucking coked out of his mind. And it's been proven that he's received millions of dollars from China. But he's also going to go park that Corvette that he has in the same location where all these docu documented uh, classified files were. You know what I mean? Like where yeah. they found the files is right next to the vet. And that's where he's bringing these whores, you know, that I'm sure they don't have top secret clearance to be reading Joe Biden's, you know, at the time he was the vice. He was a former vice president. You know, his files shouldn't be read by some random whores. And the guy who's making millions off China, you don't think some crack addict's going to go, hey, China, do you guys want to know where our subs are in the Pacific? Send me over $5 million in a crack rock, please. It is kind of awesome that he has a, that he has a Corvette, though. <laughs> but other than that, like, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think basically Joe, uh, Joe Biden is basically at the moment protected by the deep state like intelligence agencies and that covers Hunter so they're just like living it up at the moment oh no I they're getting know. rid of Biden dude like here in the states right yeah. now all the Democrats are starting to turn on him all the Republicans are turning on him they're going to make sure he doesn't run in 2024 I think they're positioning Gavin Newsom the uh, governor from uh, California to run which he won't win shit but they're, they're really something happened with Biden because in the last three months, all these like stories about, you know, the documents being found and his relationship with China is now being reported on your CNNs, your MSNBCs, which that never would have happened a year ago. I start to think that he's going to like take the fall for the documents uh, so that they can then use that against Trump. So if he goes, you know, if he gets in trouble for like having. Uh, classified documents in his Corvette, then they can also then say that applies to Trump. That's really. I, I think smart that might be his final. That will be his like final play, and he'll two be birds one that, stone. Well, he'll be thinking he's being smart, like you know, you know. I mean, that's what I always thought about him in the first place. You've got like this dement, 
guy with dementia, they can just put all the bad stuff on him, and then he won't even remember what happened. I mean, so, he's got to be towards end of life anyways. I mean, the guy's that's what I mean, yeah. 80-something years old. He's had cancer before, if I remember correctly. He's, you know, he's cognitively just not there. And what you're saying makes perfect sense. It's like, listen, this guy's not going to be able to run in 2024. And, uh, you know, we can take Trump out at the same time. Wasted. I have not heard that anywhere. You are a fucking brilliant man. I'm telling you this, in all honesty. Bombshell. Fucking bombshell on the fat ass. Wasted's going to get a bullet to the brain for that one. Yeah. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> so you, let me get this straight. Um, when you say he's going to take the fall, like, do you mean like uh, criminally? Like, <clears throat> maybe, <clears throat> but it doesn't. Wow. If you if you've been following it for a while, it, nothing actually has to happen. It's all used as like a sort of smear campaign. Remember uh, during RussiaGate, they they kept they always kept it kind of going like open ended. You know, Mueller would say that they've had stuff on Trump proving definitely that he was colluding with Russia. And then they waited to, like, really confirm that until after the election, you know, they use it as a sort of rolling ball that yeah. they never really get to it. But maybe, like, yeah, they could, like, as Trump is about to start to run, they will, like, arrest Biden and, you know, or do whatever they, you know, basically he could go on TV and say that, you know, as a, as a president, I shouldn't have had these documents. Therefore, I can't be the president anymore. I have to resign. And that sets the president uh, precedent for that has to apply to Trump too. Like now, this is you, a cri this is a crisis in America. Type right. Thing. So, do you think now that they're going to start preparing the American public to have um, a female black president that wasn't born in the United States? Though so she can't even be president, right? Or can she be appointed? No, she no, she can be president. She was born. She's a U.S. citizen, bud. She was born. Yeah, in she the wasn't United born States. in the states, man. She wasn't. No. Well, uh, that aside, she. Uh, it's very hard for them to say that she can't be president. It's very hard to go against her because of her, like uh, you know, identity. Well, shit. She was sorry. She was born. Oh, you're right. She was born in Oakland. I thought she was born in, in Jamaica. I thought her parents came over from Jamaica. No, dude, her parents one of her parents is Indian and the other one's black. Well like Indian, like Indian from like India, dude. Yeah, yes. she could be president, but here's the deal. They'll do it so it's like she's not president for long. Like if I understand what Waste is saying, but right now we're in twenty twenty three. Next year's the election cycle. If they if they slow drip this bitch, they can probably get this to, you know, twenty twenty four, the beginning of the year, until Biden has to pull the trigger, and then you only got Kamala running the shit for ten years and like a shadow puppet sort of way. She she might be running everything in the background already. Someone is, it ain't him. Well, like yeah. The, yeah, the vice president. Maybe she's doing all the legwork and like talking and planning and stuff. Oh, I doubt uh, that, dude. She, if you ever heard yeah. her talk, she's one of the dumbest human beings you can imagine. Her great thing what is a, that she was the district attorney of San Francisco and that she had like the highest conviction rate because she used to lock up. If you were black and you committed a crime in San Francisco, she'd lock you up. However, if you were homeless, she didn't give a shit. She let the city of San Francisco go from one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Just like the, it was the jewel of the West Coast. So now it's just homeless people fucking pissing everywhere 
and uh, you know break-ins and it's it's insane. It, it, San Francisco has more car break-ins. I was watching. If you guys ever watch uh, this uh, thing that comes on every year around Christmas, it's called the Glitter Bomb, where this guy made it so like people that were uh, stealing his packages from his house, he designed a glitter bomb so that if they took it, the the glitter bomb would go off, shoot out fart spray, and he's based around San Francisco. And so a few years went by of him doing this, and he started putting uh, these uh, packages in cars because of all the break-ins. And every time he put a package in a car, dude, in San Francisco, 10 minutes later, somebody would smash his fucking car window open and take the package. That's what Kamala Harris is responsible for, for turning a city, a mecca, into an absolute clusterfuck. So I can't imagine she'd be able to run anything. She's supposed to run the border. Wait, so that was, she was pointed like border czar. When Biden came in, like, don't worry, we got Kamala handling this. And well, uh, last I time I checked, that, the border's a clusterfuck. I remember that the, when she's being like uh, mentioned to be a president, the, there's a, like a Republicans already preparing in documents of impeachment against her for what she did in the prisons. She was basically uh, keeping um, prisoners, uh, not not letting them go out on parole, so that they could work for these companies for like two dollars an hour or something yep uh, and what's the other thing that oh basically she's kind of like what's weird is she's when remember during the antifa riots and all that she was like she was the one bailing she was the one organizing to bail antifa members out of out of jail you know while they're like prosecuting january 6 people who went went into the capital she's she was the one bailing like antifa uh, rioters out of jail which right. is really weird because she was like part of the dream team. Like in the 94 crime bill with Bill Clinton, like he basically put one in four black black males in America in jail, you know, with his like uh, crime bill, like making it basically illegal to breathe if you're black. And then Kamala Harris, it was basically, she was like the enforcer of that. She's basically the top cop. So they're kind of like I thought that they were they were basically installed to put everybody in jail <laughs> for for rioting. Right. I mean, when it comes down to it, guys, the politics in America right now are completely fucked. The fact that we all can't unite and say, "Hey, this George Santos guy, be it he's a Republican, a Democrat, whatever he identifies as as a politician, he's got to go." You can't have people representing the people that act like this and behave like this. It's, it's a bad example, one, for our communities, our children, and it's, it's a bad example for the rest of the world. I mean, it makes Americans look like fucking idiots, which I know we're not the smartest guys anyways in the fucking room, but come on, man. This is embarrassing. Um, or, uh, does anyone have anything else they want to say on this topic of this piece of shit George Santos instead of no. we hope he burns in hell? Really quickly, that Kamala Harris, her dad was Jamaican, so that was where I was mixed Jamaican, up. Jamaican, you crazy. <laughs> And you know, you know what? She went to she went to high school in Montreal. Her her mother took a job at the Jewish General Hospital. Um, uh, I guess no, she took a job at, at, at McGill and was affiliated with the Jewish General Hospital in Montreal. She went to uh, Westmount High School. Um, Westmount in Montreal is uh, probably the richest suburb of Montreal. It's just a whole bunch of English speaking white rich people <laughs> then kamala harris went there that's funny anyway that's all i gotta add fuck that i just i just it's disgusting i'm glad we talked about it uh i hope you as listeners realize the fat cast here we're just dude we're just your buddies we're just sitting around talking shit 
we don't care like we don't care if you're black you're white mexican whatever dude you're, you're just one of the guys hey if you're a lady we don't care either but hey show us your tits next topic show us your tits buddy do you know what uh jig oh, wow how do you say that Gignatomastia is gignatomastia. Gignatomastia is no fucking idea. Is it wasted? Uh, is it the is it boobs that just won't stop growing? That's exactly what it is. And this woman, Pamela, uh, she is from Australia, I think it says here. Uh, we'll go with that. Doesn't matter. Pamela was twenty-seven, um, and her boobs. Uh, grow, grow four, grew four cup sizes from 100 centimeters to 130 centimeters in just one year. It's a, it's a rare condition called gignatomastia. In March 27, March 2022, she was diagnosed with this after seeking medical help for her back, neck, and shoulder pain. And uh, she realized her chest was growing rapidly as she had outgrown most of her worn bra, uh, most of her bras, and she was suffering from neck pain. Her GP suggested her issues were due to the heaviness of her breasts and referred her to a surgeon who had diagnosed her with the condition. So I guess it's apparently very rare and causes rapid excessive breast breast tissue growth, which caused Pamela to go from a J cup to an M cup in just eight months. The fuck is a J cup? (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) Jugs. Jugs, yeah. So her 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 bust went from 100 centimeters. Seven months later, she had grown to 114 centimeters. And as of today, or as of the printing of this article, um, 131 centimeters, causing her massive dude. That that's a fucking huge. That's a 30 percent growth in a year, it's causing a massive physical and mental discomfort. Pamela. Yeah. The, yep. Okay, you got it. You got it. Um. An OnlyFans content creator said, it's very uncomfortable. They are just heavy, and I can be in a lot of pain. At first, it was fun and interesting to to see how much they were growing, but recently, I've grown to be uncomfortable and find myself wishing I had normal-sized breasts. So I guess she's having trouble finding clothes and bras and just stuff to fit her. I Where's feel like that I'm major getting... that fucking motorboated that bitch? You know, the one that we t- reported about uh, like six <laughs> months ago that got in trouble for military misconduct. Boy, we got to tell him about this guy. I mean, we got to get a message to him. We got we to we gotta hook this guy up. He'd be in heaven. It's Imagine kind of like that. a honey. She's a honey pot for the cops. Motivating yeah. cops. Yeah. Well, here's the deal, guys. If you're on a boat and you're going down, this bitch is your only fucking savior. She could have saved half the Titanic. Yeah, I think we missed the point though. We missed something. Pamela, an OnlyFans content creator. I know you said it, but is it a surprise that she's on OnlyFans? Uh, no. I mean, do you know anyone that would actually subscribe to an OnlyFans? Because I mean, here's the deal: there's so much free porn on the internet, and there's so much anything you want to look at. Why on God's green earth would you pay for an OnlyFans? Like, I need to know, listener. Leave us a comment, okay? Leave us a message. Be like, hey, Brasky, I'm an OnlyFans subscriber. I want to know why anyone would pay for a fucking OnlyFans subscription. Um, maybe just to have more of a like intimate relationship with the person that you're looking at. 
Waste it. If I go to Walmart right now and I go buy a lampshade, and I start an OnlyFans for OnlyFans lampshade, I, can I count you for a $25 a month pledge? Yeah. Life, 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 lifetime uh, subscription to the fat cast. <laughs> lampshade merch. Like Franz is working on the lampshade merch. And uh, wasted. Ixnay on conversations, eh? It's not times, eh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't worry, no one will pick that up. We're really clever in what we just said. Yeah, sure. <laughs> We're like the fucking CIA over here. We fucking keep shit tight. Tight like Tyga. <laughs> um, fucking Christ, man. Could you imagine, like, is this woman single? Or does she have a boyfriend or a husband? Because, I mean, first, it's got to be great. But then it's got to be like abuse. Could you imagine this bitch riding on top of you? It's got to be like fighting George Foreman in the oh. 70s. You got to make yeah. sure you don't get knocked out. Uh, have you played that video? At the top of the story, there's a video. There's a video. Oh, my dear. Holy fuck, man. France, <laughs> if you're hearing this right now, please edit in whatever the fuck that video is. Uh, we'll make sure to send you a link to that because I think the fat cast uh, audience needs to see what we're talking about. And hey, guys, I know tonight we're talking a little bit, you know, not music related, this and that. Uh, we're just we're just shooting the shit tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll get back on a little bit more music, but we're we're talking about giant tits, and I want to know why fucking Gene Arlier just went holy cow screaming. Like I think his wife's gonna check to see if there was like an incident, you know, downstairs. What's going on, Lies? <laughs> well, um, you're gonna have to hold off because um, I'm getting an advertise or a, a a commercial for um, treatment, if you know what I mean, for the uh, virus that started in 2020. So sorry. Uh, are we not allowed to say that? Wasted. Am I still banned from saying that? Because <laughs> folks, wasted is now my algorithm, my YouTube, uh, you know, spirit animal, and he's telling me what I can and can't say. Am I? Am I not allowed to say uh, the Chinese sniffles? Uh, I don't know. I just when I listen to other, I listen to a few podcasts, and they're always bitching about it too. Yeah. So they're always saying there's a ten minute, you know. Do you know who I fucking hate? And I know we didn't talk about this, but I really dislike this piece of shit. Do you guys know Tim Pool? Tim Pool. Yeah. Tim Pool's a podcaster, Gene R. Liars, and he's a uh, conservative podcaster. But he was the one that Kanye walked out on when uh, he wouldn't talk about the uh, the bankers. And uh, he's such a douchebag. He made a... He's trying to launch at the same time as a conservative, uh, you know podcaster he's trying to launch a music career and he had to come out with like the biggest 2000s like cw butt rock rock song you could ever imagine and him just like he did a whole music video for it and everything and i'm talking not only did i cringe but my asshole cringe like my asshole even got tight listening to this just because what a fucking cringeworthy experience it was i truly dislike this human being uh, i think i understand that the, the point like not that it's good like what he's making but they i remember listening to one of the shows and that he was what they're talking what they were talking about is that like um i don't know action taking action what he was saying is what they're saying is that they need to like create their own culture like what they do is they talk a lot and they talk about how things should be and they're kind of now trying to move in this is what they were saying they're trying to move into actually doing something so now they're trying to open up these coffee shops, which are all about the kind of YouTube com- uh, content or like the Tim Pool cast. That type of show is going to be playing in the coffee shop 
and it's a place where people can go, uh, like minds, a bit like the safe spaces, I suppose, for the liberal left or whatever. And also, with he's trying to like, they're trying to sort of do do more things, like make cartoons, make movies. He's sort of trying to like start his own production company, I think. You know what? But, That's a great idea. And as, but as he does the, annoy uh, me. <laughs> I don't know why he annoys me, but he definitely annoys me. Because he's a piece he's of pretty, shit. But he's pretty good at what he does. But I, I don't know why he annoys me. Maybe it's just the hat. Because you know? he's fake. Because he's not real. Here's the deal. You guys are some of my closest friends in the world. But you know when you talk to me, if the, if the record button's on or the record button's not off, you know, you're getting the same guy. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I don't put on an act of who I am. And uh, since he's trying to tell his listeners what to do, I'm going to tell our listeners what to do. You know what Brasky wants you to do, listeners? I want you to throw on whatever your favorite comedy movie is, your favorite action movie. Have a beer if you, if you want. Maybe have a joint. Whatever makes you calm down. And I just want you to relax. I want you to smile. Maybe put on fucking Bob Ross and watch him paint. That's what Bill Brasky and the fat cast want you to do. We don't want you to do any of that other bullshit. We're not going to tell you to go fucking, hey, man, we made these coffee beans, and now we want you to order them. You know, we're not going to be like Alex Jones selling fucking snake oil miracle elixirs. Uh, you know, guys, if you take this pill right here, it's going to make your dick 12 inches, and uh, it's going to be great. Red pill plus. <laughs> I, I thought Red Bull gave you wings. <laughs> yeah, like hot wings. I fucking love hot wings. Man, do a, I love hot wings? Well, I got a Buffalo like Wild Wings I, in the uh, Billings, Montana. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. I doubt the photo's still up because it's well, it's it's well over a decade ago. Well over a decade. Uh, but I, I did that hot wing challenge. I fucking won. I still got my shirt sitting in my drawer. All right. Listen, I've done ghost peppers. I love fucking hot wings. It's it's just a joy. It truly is. I uh, did, I also did you see what did you see what happened with what? Uh, uh, look who joined! Oh, is he here? <laughs> well, look at that. We'll give, we'll give him a second. But uh, dude, I love fucking hot wings. Lies. What's your story? I I did I did the same hot wing challenge at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings recently, actually. Um, oh, did you actually, did you get the shirt too? They gave out headbands, not shirts. Oh, dude, I got my photo taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got my photo taken and all that shit too, but they didn't have shirts, they just had headbands. I did it in uh, one minute and 46 seconds. Holy shit, you went yeah, to man. work. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm welcoming to the FatCast, one of our uh, favorite guests, somebody who's a, uh, was actually uh, the first guest ever on the FatCast, we're glad to have him back, and uh Due to him working, uh, he wasn't able to join us at the beginning of the show, but he's going to join us midway through. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome the infamous, the famous, Hi Miser. Hey, what's up? <laughs> we're just bullshitting. We're, we're talking hot wings and uh, giant tits. But don't oh. worry, we're going to move on to a new topic. So, Gino Lies, let's give ourselves a new topic, and uh, we got Miser with us now. Hey, Miser. How you doing? Uh, good. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. What's been going on? I don't know. Not too much, man. So far, Miser, we've been talking about George Santos, that fucking piece of shit. Wait, who? George Santos. He's the uh, congressman now uh, that just got elected from Queens who did all those vicious, vicious lies and bullshit. You, you should be seeing them all over your news. No, actually, I don't really watch the news nowadays, but uh, I don't know. Fucking another, another scumbag congressman, you know, it's not really surprising. 
No, it truly mm-hmm. isn't. Eyes, what's our next That's topic? That's what I was saying. Uh, um, whatever, you wa- whatever you want to be. I don't give a shit. Have you guys ever heard of the Terracotta Army? Yes. The Is that the, uh, uh, what do you call it, in China? Like, the, the uh, they're all Terracotta guys. They were, like, basically, like, almost like mummies. Or, I forget which emperor, Quinn, something like that. You're pretty close, yeah. So, um... The Terracotta Army uh, guards the tomb of uh, Qin Shi Huang, right? Mm. And archaeologists, they want to open up this tomb, but they're afraid to. So um, in 1974, farmers, they stumbled upon uh, one of the most important archaeological discoveries of all time Mm. in an unassuming field in the Shaanxi province of China. So while digging, they found fragments of a uh, human figure made out of clay. And this was just the tip of the icebergs. Um, archaeological excavators reeled the field was sitting above a number of pits that were jam-packed with thousands of life-size terracotta models of soldiers and war horses, not to mention acrobats, esteemed officials, and other animals. Mm. Uh, this, this was... Uh, uh, became known as the, the Terracotta Army, and uh, it was to guard the nearby mausole- mausoleum of Qin Shi Huang, the formidable first emperor of the, Qin, of the Qin dynasty who ruled from 221 to 210 BC. So uh, there's large parts of the necropolis surrounding the mausole- mausoleum have been explored. The emperor's tomb itself has never, it's never been opened, despite the intrigue that surrounds it. Eyes have perhaps not peered into this tomb for over 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and the, there's, there's reasons being, um, the hesitancy is that archaeologists are concerned about how the excavation might damage the tomb, um, losing vital, vital historical information. Currently, only invasive archaeological techniques could be used to enter the tomb, running the high risk of causing irreparable damages. Mm-hmm. So one of the, sorry, you want to say something, Miser? No, 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 I'm just listening to you. Oh, sorry. So one of the clearest examples of this comes uh, from the excavations of the city of Troy in the 1870s by uh, uh, Henrik Schleinemann. Uh, in his hastiness and nativity, uh, his work managed to destroy almost all the traces of the, the very city he set out to uncover. So. I mean, you're 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 making a, a, a comparison to 1870s, what a hundred and you know fifty years ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, think I think things have, have progressed since then. But archaeologists are certain that they don't want to be impatient and make the same mistake again. I mean, sure, obviously. Um, so they floated around the idea of using certain non-invasive techniques that look inside the tomb. One idea is to utilize um, um, muons. It's a subatomic product of cosmic rays colliding with atoms in the Earth's atmosphere that can peer through structures like an advanced X-ray. Um, but it looks most of these proposals have been slow to get off the ground. So here's what like here's where it gets interesting. Um, cracking open the tomb could come with much more immediate and deadly dangers too. Um, there's an account written by a Chinese historian Sima Qian or uh, Qian around 100 years after the King Shi's death. Uh, he explains that the tomb is hooked up to booby traps. That were designed mm-hmm. to kill any intruder. Like this is some fucking Indiana Jones shit right here, man. Mm-hmm. 
this is Temple of Doom. Like palaces and scenic towers for hundred officials were constructed, and the tomb was filled with rare artifacts and wonderful treasure. And then craftsmen were ordered to make crossbows and arrows primed to shoot at anyone who enters the tomb. And mercury was used to simulate the hundred rivers, the Yangtze and the Yellow River and the Great Sea, and set to flow mechanically, it reads. So mm. even if the 2,000-year-old bows, uh, even if they fail, his account suggests that a flood of toxic liquid mercury – wow, I have trouble speaking – Toxic liquid mercury could wash across the grave diggers. Now, it might sound like an empty threat, but scientific studies have looked at mercury concentrations around the tomb and found significantly higher levels than they'd expect in a typical piece of land. So a highly volatile mercury may be escaping through the cracks, which could have uh, set off those uh, those high readings, right? Mm -hmm. So it's crazy, man. So. As much as they want to open this, like it, it could be like certain death for those people that go into there, and and the 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 ramifications of opening it could be could last years. I mean, it's crazy, man, and well, and it's it's possible that scientific advancements could finally delve into the secrets um, of the that have been lying there for twenty two hundred years. But I mean, is it worth the risk? Well, I would say is a couple of things as far as that. Um, first of all, I mean, I'm of two minds. I do love knowledge. I do love learning new things. I really do. I'm like addicted to knowledge. But honestly, sometimes I feel like something should remain a mystery. I mean, when you think about it, we have so many mysteries in this world that have been solved that it, it kind of makes life more mundane, kind of more mysterious. I mean, you know, for one, I don't think that whatever's in there could live up to all the accounting. I mean, you have to remember these accounts are biased accounts by the people of his court, even if it was, you know, you know, I mean, the Chinese court. Well, two, um, what they also probably haven't, I mean, they probably, I mean, they thought of it, but also I have to imagine there's a lot of bacteria in there. Like when they opened up touch to him back, I believe, in 1902, whenever exactly it was, and people died, they thought it was a curse. And it turned out to be that there was bacteria lingering in the tomb. Yeah. That was ancient that basically got in their lungs and shit. Like there's yeah. probably a lot of nasty stuff in there besides the stuff that you're mentioning. I yeah. mean, you know, there's a lot that's probably in there that's, you know, it would make it highly dangerous. And I mean, I don't know if it's as grandiose as that account says. I mean, I don't know if there's any way of uh, I'm looking it up as we're talking like to figure to see if it's as grandiose to get some ideas. But my thing is, you know, just I think they should just let it be, honestly, to quite honestly, I mean, let, let some things be a mystery in life. I agree, and it it's you brought up uh, um, uh, the Egyptian uh, tomb that was open, and I was going to bring it up too because yeah, like like the stories of of the panic of the curse, right? Mm -hmm. That 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 went that surrounded the opening of this, you know, and and in reality, it was just it was actually a very simple reason. It's because just shit was in there, man, you know, right? But um, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Wasted in Brasky? Um, well, I think that are you talking? You're talking about the you were talking about the terracotta army. The yeah. So that sits on top of it, or it uh, supposedly guards it. Uh, yeah, it's just like I lived in China and I never went to the terracotta army. But whenever I go back to the UK, there's always like whenever I meet somebody like normally like my parents friends or something 
they've always been on some like mega tour of China, like on a tour. And they've been to see the terracotta. They've always been to see it. The only thing I saw was the great. I went to the Great Wall because I lived in Beijing for a bit. So I've been to the Great Wall a few times, but I never went to the terracotta. Uh, I just can't see them like leaving this like. Is it a tomb or a, like a? Yeah, I can't see them leaving it alone. Well, it's it's, it's be- the it's the tomb of uh, uh, Qin Shi Wang. He was uh, uh, first emperor. Sorry, first emperor. Yeah, he was the first emperor of that dynasty. And uh, the terracotta army, uh, they guard his tomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just couldn't imagine them actually leaving treasures. There's too much money in it for. For whatever government you know is trying to, you know, rescue that stuff, and too much like historical significance, I don't think they're going to leave it a mystery. You know, it's like if didn't they find the did they find the Titanic at the bottom of the, of the ocean or something, or some yeah. ship? Yeah, they spent loads of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they would it would cost a lot of money, but then I don't know if this. I mean, I don't know if these would be subsidized uh, archaeologists or not. But I mean, if it's private thing, I don't care. But I'm doing some reading, by the way. It says um, in December 2012, it was announced that the remains of an imperial palace of great size have been found at the site. Based on its foundations, the courtyard-style palace has been estimated to be 690 kilometers long and 250 meters wide, covering an area of 170,000 square meters, which is nearly a quarter of the size of the Forbidden City in Beijing. It says the palace included 18 courtyard houses and a main building that overlooked the houses. So, I mean, this thing, it actually sounds like it's fucking big. I mean, I don't know. Let me just see how long uh, square kilometers is to miles. Um, two miles. Give me one second. I love that Mize is in full Miser mode tonight already. Yeah. There's, okay, 1. So 6, be... there's 1.6 kilometers in a mile. But yeah. the, forbidden, the Forbidden Palace in Beijing is huge. Yeah, so there's a quarter of that. It's pretty big. Yeah, guys, I don't think you understand like the basic common sense principle in this. If you guys have ever seen any of the fucking mummy movies, it tells you, don't go in there. Don't fuck with these things. Nothing good's yeah. gonna happen out of that. You're gonna release like the fucking Scorpion King. Nothing is good is gonna come out here. You're either gonna release a disease that's been forgotten in the world for thousands of years, or there's gonna be like some fucking mummy emperor that rises up and tries to like fucking take over the world. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with this. I see you gonna, nuke the fucking thing, okay? They're gonna yeah, t- I mean, send. I, they'll send in drones. Oh, yeah, that's great! So the fucking place. demon, fucking uh, mummy guy, can fucking possess the drones, and then you know, all of a sudden, we got fucking uh, you know, AI fucking drones coming around, controlled by some yeah. mummy demon god from China. That's outstanding. Well, they'll stage the next moon landing in this, like, too. <laughs> and they'll so, say, like, look, we found like Chinese artifacts on the moon. Did, have you heard? Th- this is a bit off topic, wasted, but I, I just heard of this today or yesterday. Have you heard that that the pictures coming back from Mars are supposedly an island in the Arctic? <laughs> Great. Yeah, I've definitely seen some things stuff about the you know the close up pictures of of Mars that you know yeah. a lot. The same they fake them. I mean, without going yeah. like full conspiracy, you just. I think NASA and all these space agencies, they just, a bit like, the, you know when the news, like, uses stock footage of explosions in Iraq to, like, you know, kind of report news in, like, Oakland, in, in L.A., like some riot is going on and right, they use, right, like, right. Iraq war footage. You know, I think the NASA are pretty sloppy with the, the pictures they put out. They doctor a lot of them and they use just random photos on their so, site. 
I did a little bit of digging on this and because I found it interesting. I'd never heard this before. And of course, I wanted to know more. So I guess NASA put out uh, a release, whatever, that they were actually going. It's called Devon Island. It's up in the Arctic somewhere. And um, the terrain is very similar to the terrain on Mars, apparently. So NASA put out a press release that um, they were sending people, some workers, a crew of, of people to go to Devon Island to do um, some 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 tests or some some simulations so, because the train was so similar to to what it was on Mars. Mm -hmm. And I guess I guess that's why people say that all the pictures of Mars are from Devon Island because there's no way there could be anything on Mars transmitting pictures back to Earth. It just doesn't make sense. But anyway, I don't know. I'm looking at the no. I'm looking at the pictures right now. Now that we're talking, I mean, what do you call it? It really does look like the pictures. It, it looks Mars. exactly like it. Yeah. It, do, but I don't think. But that's. I mean. But then again, think about it this way: Mars is a planet in our solar system, which was at one time very similar, as far as we know, scientifically to Earth. I mean, when the uh, sun was a bit younger and warmer, you know, uh, Mars basically looked the same as our planet does, meaning geographically. So I mean, having similar geographical you, features doesn't necessarily mean that every picture is a hoax but then again i want to are you using ageism on the sun well i'm saying that the sun at one time shone more brightly and when uh, it was when younger was, and hotter yeah than that's it is what today. you're saying yeah <laughs> yeah the sun was younger like, and hotter than like, it is today it's, like you know, Pamela it's, Anderson. it's, it's <laughs> hitting its middle age you know, <laughs> and, you know hopefully not as bad as pamela anderson because if that's the case we're fucked well, it's actually in the future it's going to become a red giant the sun's going to become fat and shit and it's going to devour all the planets that actually is the end of the solar system in about five billion years or so. But um, good thing it? it's not four. After yeah. uh, after hearing the five or something like that, it's four point five or five billion. I forget the exact timeline of it, but, but yeah, it becomes about a red giant about that time and it just swallows all the planets except for maybe like Pluto. So I don't really trust anything after hearing that like Stanley Kubrick and Rumsfeld like staged the moon landing. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the thing you have to think is that we, uh, everything we know as far as other planets and such, it's stuff that we're just told by them, meaning the media, meaning government and such. But I mean, none of us have ever actually seen the data from a probe. None of us have actually seen the raw footage from, you know, a uh, one of these landers or whatever. So what do we really know? We only know a lot about life, what we're told. I mean, you know. As far as like the, as far as things yeah. go, you know, scientifically, most people take what NASA up until recently. I mean, most people take what NASA just puts on their website as being true. But they have had a few photos where they they doctor, they doctor them to make them look different, better. Basically, they add color and things. I do believe that there's a good chance that, you know, I'm not, you know, that the first moon landing could have been faked. And I'll say and here's why I'll say I believe so. I mean, I'm not saying it was, but there are reasons why it makes sense. I mean, you had the whole thing of JFK promising to go to the moon before the 70s. He literally said by the 19, end of the 1960s, we'll be on the moon. He dies, the nation's in mourning for him, right? And not only that, but there's the whole space race aspect with the Soviets. I mean, how embarrassing would it have been for the United States if we didn't make it, you know, and also to the legacy of JFK, who the boomers all loved, if we didn't make it to the moon before 1970? I mean, so there was a good, good reasoning to, you know, hoax that one. Do I believe all moon missions were hoax? No, I, def I think I definitely believe some of those 70s missions 
were 100% real. But this one in 69, it's questionable because, I mean, there was, you know, a lot of reasons to hoax that. So I'm going to credit Borky for this. We're going to talk about him again. He sent me something. It's like the Borky show without him. Yeah. So he sent me he sent me something today. He was like, did you know that uh, Walt Disney is is uh, popularized the idea of going to the moon? So I responded. I'm like, well, how so? And I guess in 1955, um, Earth got a glimpse of what it would be like to fly to the moon when me and the moon made its debut on the Disneyland TV series. And the show begins by tracing man's fascination with the moon and superstitions and legends and blah, blah, blah. And it also shows how prominent the moon um, factors into our culture, William Shakespeare and blah, blah. And and so this uh, segment of the show is brimming with visual puns and whimsical sight gags. Scientist Dr. Werner von Braun, who, who would later to play the lead role in building of the Saturn V rocket that propelled man into space. So like, this this TV show had like the scientists that built the rocket that went to space, and um, he proved to be a star of the show. And using model simulations and dramatic enactment with actors, sets, and props, and on how man would eventually get to the moon. So it's just I I, I had no idea of this story. I have no idea of this man and or this scientist that that worked with Disney creating a simulation on showing people how man would get to the moon. And then he was actually involved with it. It's, it's interesting to say the least. But it's the same with the uh, Kubrick. He was working on 2001 yep. and supposedly like Rumsfeld and uh, some, some other guy CIA contacted him and wanted to use like his set to like film some footage. Again, it could, it could just be that they wanted extra footage that's more like i don't know what's it photogenic or yeah more photogenic than what they actually got from the actual moon landing uh but there is a sort of element where they could have just like faked it uh kubrick did let them use the studio uh and also like in in other movies like the shining or something there's also like there's there's huge rabbit hole to go in to go down in Stanley Kubrick movies and his references to um, the moon landing. There's there's so many. I mean, that could be a show in itself if we could uh, organize ourselves and get it together. But I've, I've read a whole bunch on it. You're very right, Wasted. Oh, yeah. There's a lot in, like, The Shining, for instance. I know that. Yeah. I think the, guy, the kid who's riding the tricycle, he has yeah. some kind of symbol or number. It's his T-shirt. It's his T-shirt. It's the, and the room number as well. Like the room number yep. is the room, uh, number of the, uh, the lander or something. Yeah. So Kubrick was kind of sick, like at least kind of like signaling that he knew what the moon landing was doing or something. Yeah. Or, you know, you could you could put this away. If the moon landing was real, it was just Kubrick fucking around with the rumors, you know, having fun with that. That, you know, oh, yeah, I did it. Wink, wink, you know. I mean, we'll never know. There's a thing. I mean, when you think about it, we'll never know. Because you know what's the weirdest thing is that supposedly, do you know that the raw footage of it is lost? The movie. Really? The, the, all of it's lost. Yeah, the no raw, shit. the actual, yeah. you know how like when you watch, when you watch um, the moon landing, the, 1960, the 1969 moon landing, they look very crummy, very whatever. That's because you're watching like third or fourth generation copies. The original raw footage of it was like HD quality. I mean, you, you know, it wasn't, it, you're watching stuff that was taped off of televisions, basically. 
they, and the, also now, the original the raw footage was like was like fucking 4k or more um so at some point the original footage of going to the moon was was lost and that also ended. all the all the paperwork and schematics and and everything that was needed to go to the moon although all that paperwork is lost as well that can't be they, so they say they can't go to the moon again because they lost the 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 quote-unquote way to get to the moon like yeah yeah that's one it's, of the it's main so fucked up man that that is the moon landing is one of the few things that you know after they did it they just got worse and worse at it they didn't get better at doing it they just nope. kind of got they you know they lost they lost their ability to do it. That doesn't happen yeah. very often. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this too, if you don't mind about this what we're talking about with it. Here it says the Apollo 11 missing tapes. The Apollo 11 missing tapes were those that were recorded from Apollo 11 slow scan television telecast in its war for a map. Hello. Hello. Miser. 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 Oh God. Miser's being like taken out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you now. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no. A, pho a phone call came in and was uh, obstructing the call. That's what do you call? Um, yeah. So, what do you call the data tapes? It says the data tapes were used to record all transmitted data, video as well as telemetry for backup, and that's what was basically the original raw footage that was actually in the cameras that was in the um, the ship. And it says they tried to find the tapes in the early. The tapes were supposedly re erased and reused in the early 1980s because it says NASA in the early 80s was facing a severe data tape shortage and it is likely the tapes were erased and reused at this time. But who would the fuck would would erase and reuse moon landing raw footage? It's just so hokey. It just I think didn't like is it Buzz Aldrin? Didn't he say on his deathbed that, you know, yeah. He did. It was allegedly, fixed. he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I, the thing I remember is that they were looking at these photos that there should only be one light source and that the the, uh, the objects on the moon have like four shadows, which yeah. means that it's like studio lighting from yeah. different angles. Uh, the other thing was something to do with like, how did they send this signal back from the moon at that age, at that time? If you think about it, the computers back then were like not even as powerful as your typical uh, calculator now in 1969. That's true. Yeah, well, like, like mobile phones. It's not like you can, uh, we can do it now, maybe. The technology at that time didn't seem to match up with what they could actually like record and send back, especially as a live, wasn't it live? They were claiming that that was a live feed. That mm -hmm. doesn't seem believable at the time that they were doing it. A live feed from the moon in 1970. Yeah, they only have, like, they only have supposedly pictures of the, um, you know, original signal of it. Like, the original signal only exists in pictures, some very few pictures of it. There's stuff you see, those muddy footages, just basically stuff taped off TV, essentially. You know, tape, 1969 tapes. You know, which is weird. I mean, you look at it, the people don't even look like people in them. It's very strange. Like, meaning in, this, in the suits. Like yeah, I'll there's, upload, uh, give me a there's also like upload. there's also like photos like of, of like the moon lander and like you can see just to the side of the moon lander there's like uh, images images of me like jerking off in slow motion. 
Hold on, I'm gonna put a. a well, speaking of jerking off in slow motion, uh, Gene R. Lars, what's our next topic? I, I'm just, I'm look. There was an, there was an astronaut that admitted it that they didn't go. I'm trying to find his name, and it was a, a very specific. Uh, um, it was on stage. Like I, I just watched it not too long ago. Um, it was on stage, and um, somebody said something about like. Uh, um, going to the moon and he was like yeah it didn't happen or we never did or something like that and you're like well did you just fucking admit that uh you know liars yes chat i put one of the pic this is from the raw footage that you know picture from the raw footage that no longer exists zoom in on the faces and the helmets and tell me if those even look human faces to you no i know i've I've seen it all before yeah yeah i agree they look like chimpanzees they don't look like humans in those masks Yeah. yeah So in, in 2018, a, a video hit social media that purportedly captured Apollo 11 astronaut, purportedly captured Apollo 11 astronaut Buzz Aldrin, the second man in history to set foot on the lunar surface, admitting to a young child that he never actually went to the moon. Um, so, yeah, so like. Okay. I can't hear anybody. Hold on. I, but, can hear, uh, I, can, I hear Lars. I heard Lars talking just now. Yeah, I heard his final point. I think I so, think somebody took him out. Yeah, Lars, you keep breaking up a little bit, buddy. So what we're going to do is we, we've dived really, really off topic into the whole moon talk, which I hate talking conspiracies when, once again, Borky isn't here because I feel like it's just <laughs> it's his wheelhouse and it's just fucking disrespectful. So. Um, let's move off conspiracies and we're going to skip the urban legend topic. So let's go to another topic, but let's skip the urban legend one. Cause we've really kind of taken a hard right tonight. So I want to kind of get us back to the middle of the road. So do you want to talk about Wade Boggs? Let's fucking talk Wade Boggs. <laughs> oh, Take it away, a- Brasky. Cause I know you're passionate about this one. You know, it's not a passion per se. It's more of like, you know, Wade Boggs was my third baseman for the Boston Red Sox for many, many years. Wade Boggs is a legend, all right? Not only does he have a fantastic mustache, but the man can fucking hit the ball. As a left-handed hitter, I mean, Linguini, you know what I'm talking about. The guy was just a doubles machine. But instead of hitting doubles, he also crushed beers. And I mean, this man crushed beers on a level that no other human except Andre the Giant has ever reached. (laughs) And when you are in the category of Andre the Giant of crushing beers, well, I want to tell you something. You're a fucking hero to me. Now, Wyas, I, I sent you over a story, and we were discussing earlier because we're huge, me and you are huge Always Sunny in Philadelphia fans. And there's the great episode where they uh, they try to recreate the uh, Wade Boggs trip, and they try to they call Boggsing it, where they uh, try to drink, I believe, 81 beers on a uh, flight. But Trans- 81 beers wasn't 81 beers. It turns out was not Wade Boggs's fucking top level. General Liars, do you got that article in front of you? Yeah, my computer's fucking crapping out again. Gene well, uh, Liars, what I'm going to do in the time span is that is I'm going to ask uh, Wasted or Miser if they know Wade Boggs because if they don't, uh, I'll be able to find that article in that time because I'm killing time okay. as we speak. So kill some time and I'll pull the article up. I got it. Okay, go. Sorry. So as legend has it, Wade Boggs once drank 107 beers while embarking on a cross-country flight, which he consumed alone. Well, the feat was allegedly uh, accomplished over the course of a single afternoon during which the cross-country travel occurred, an achievement that certainly 
cannot be understated. Okay, so they were going to go to Logan Airport to fly to the West Coast. So Logan Airport's in Boston, right? Yeah. And they were going to fly to the West Coast. And uh, Boggs continued to drink before reaching the airport, during the first leg of the flight, and over the course of a layover, and again on the next leg of the flight, and then more into the night as the team went out. So, um, sorry, he began. Sorry, he began to drink immediately after a game in the locker room, and then that's when they went to Logan Airport. So, uh, I guess it's obviously not over the course of just the flight, but still, it's 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 game. Locker room, beers, and then beers up until he gets to the West Coast and then continues drinking after he got off the plane on the West Coast. So, 107 beers in, I don't know, let's say 10 hours. Doable? The 26 packs. <laughs> yeah. Wasted. I mean, is there any way that you could try to do the Boggs Challenge here live on the podcast? Uh, how many hours? I mean, wasted. I'll do a fucking twelve-hour show if you need be. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm all in. Yeah, I think it's a it's a matter of time. It's not the amount. Like twenty-six packs is probably doable <laughs> over like uh, you could drink ten. Anybody could drink ten six packs a day, right? You think you could pound down twenty-six packs of beer, a hundred plus beers in one day? No, I think ten. Ten six packs. So you could do 60 beers in one day. You could do half of what Wade Boggs does. And Wasted, you're a fucking professional drinker. Um, of a certain style, yeah. I'm not, like, downing, like, two bars of whiskey a day. But I think beer, I mean, it's just, like, you know, as long as the, you can keep the kind of solid pace of, like, four, six beers an hour, you could do, like, ten hours of drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get like a how many beers is that? Six times sixty beers. Sixty a day. Yeah. I think it's possible to, you know, I mean, every hour drink a six pack. It it does. It says um, it it was completed um, in a day. So um, twenty four hours. So I don't. Like, I don't think it's twenty four hours because the itinerary that they gave, um, it it, it wouldn't be twenty four hours. Do you know what I mean? Because they yeah. he he played a they played a game in the afternoon, and then they got on a plane to go to the West Coast for a West Coast trip, uh, whatever. So we're talking twelve hours there, boys. If we're talking hours. about probably twelve fourteen hours, yeah, I'd say so. And he drank six packs an hour. That's a lot of beer, man. I mean, wasted in my fucking prime, in my prime of drinking, I may be good for uh, like a whole day. I might be able to kill a thirty rack, and that was in my absolute alcoholic, young, crazy, brassy prime. There's no fucking way I'm coming even close to sixty. I'm thinking thirty would be me pushing it to my absolute fucking limit. I, I don't know how a man sits down, doesn't puke, mind you. He was fine, like he was like operational. He was. Like walking around, talking. He was normal. This wasn't even fucking hurting him. This was he like shooting a nine millimeter against the Terminator. The fucking things weren't doing a thing. I think he drank so much he forgot how many he drank. Uh, no, I think the cans were proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, I'm just saying it does seem like a lot. It's like it's two six. Was it two six packs an hour? That's yeah. a lot of beer. It's possible. It's got thirty minutes per six pack. So you basically. Well, what do got, you think, Wait, Miser? What? As far as what? What did that? <laughs> what we're talking listening. about, Miser? What we're talking? Yeah, is it is it really is it possible? Dogs at all, really? You know, I'm, what do you call? It? Yeah, but do you think it's possible uh, for a human to drink like uh, two six packs an hour? No, I think they would die. I mean, unless they were like somebody who. I mean. There is that alcohol poisoning. In it depends on the, the we've made up this number of twelve hours. It might be like he just stayed awake for twenty four hours. Like he was drinking. He drank half of it before he got on the plane, and then he took an eight hour uh, long flight or something. Okay, yeah, maybe. But even even a twenty four hour time span wasted. We're talking over a hundred fucking beers here, pal. This is some serious damage. I mean, this is stuff of legend. I mean, Andre the Giant did it, but he's seven foot four. <laughs> 560 pounds and from Ginobili, France. Wade Boggs isn't. Wade Boggs is probably about six foot tall, maybe 210. This is amazing what he did. But I can clearly see that, you know, Miser is not as interested in it. Wasted, you're kind of like just, I, I think you're intimidated a little bit by Wasted. Not to be a jerk. <laughs> I'm but trying to work out how he did it. You know, I'm like, thinking the sign it, of dominance he's showing on you right now has you a little bit in a corner, and I've never seen this out of you. I'm very afraid at the moment. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Gina Elias, do we have a topic that's more like miser friendly? Or miser, do you have any topics? Miser, bring a topic, miser. Miser, touch us, feel us, be with well, us. I mean, honestly, I really got nothing. I've been working my ass off, uh, uh, you know, kind of getting down some, uh, you know, rabbit holes with, uh, you know, the government. Hello? I don't know if it, you know, knock me off again. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. what happened? You went down rabbit holes regarding what? Uh, a couple of things. Um one, I've been I've been in contact with the, the FBI. Basically, I've been doing Freedom of Information Act requests on uh, mafiosos. Actually, getting their files and shit. They're very interesting to read. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the Diane Downs case. Have you guys ever heard that? No. Can you tell us in the audience about it? Sure. Um, I'm into true crime. I'm a big true crime fan. And um, Diane Downs allegedly killed her kids um, in 1983. Well, she didn't kill all of her kids. She tried. She tried to kill of her children and succeeded in killing one in May of 1983. She was convicted for this crime and is currently serving a life sentence. Um, the idea is that she killed... She was involved with a man named Nickabaka. That was his name. He was a married man. Uh, she was a bit of a loose woman, shall we say. And the idea behind her conviction is that um, basically that she killed her kids in order to be with Nick because her the theory was that he wouldn't he didn't want to be with her fully like leave his wife for her because she had kids so that she killed the kids to be with him but there's a lot of weird things about the case though like for example um for example who ended up with her children after the trial after she was found guilty but the fucking prosecutor now tell me that's not a conflict of interest right there there's like a lot of weird things like even as early, the kids were dead in uh may as early as July, the guy she was seeing was taping calls, and he's being very cagey. And he wasn't taping them for law enforcement. He was taping them on his own accord. Being very cagey, basically, like, asking her leading questions and this and that. Like, yeah, but didn't you have the gun? And she's like, I tried to give you the gun before, because she had recently moved from Arizona to Oregon when the murders happened. When the murder happened. And um, what do you call it? Uh, and she's like, he's like, well, didn't you have the gun? And she's like, no, you know I tried to give you the gun before I left for Arizona. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. And he, she, he remembers. And she's like, yeah, that was a few weeks beforehand. Well, I don't know if it was a few days beforehand. It was a day beforehand. If, you know, for few weeks beforehand, it was a day beforehand. Like, asking her very leading stuff. And the thing's very, it's a very weird case. Like, most people 
automatically get emotional and say, no, no, she she shot her kids because her daughter was on the stand after a year. Her daughter had had a stroke from being shot. So after she learned how to walk and talk and all that again, she took the stand and said her mother did it. But her mother, the kid was like 12 years old and hadn't seen her mother. She'd only been in the company of the prosecutor and in the company of, you know, the agents and such who said that she did it. And at the end of it, like I said, the kids ended up with the prosecutor. So it's a very interesting case. It was very big in the early 80s. To this day, she maintains her, her innocence. She believes that her daughter was coerced into testifying against her, the surviving daughter. Um, and it's just very, to me, it's very interesting because it's like a rabbit hole. I mean, you'll never know what, ha- what happened. But if you look it up, it's very like, she's a very weird person by no, you know, like very strange person, very weird emotionally. But that doesn't mean necessarily that somebody's guilty because they're weird. Um, you know, what do you call it? So it's very weird. It's a very weird case. Because, I mean, in what case would you hear of where a woman's alleged to have murdered her children and the prosecutor ends up raising the surviving children? That's very strange to me. If you look into it, it's quite a rabbit hole. Yeah, it does seem like because she's such a whore, she probably mm-hmm. was fucking the prosecutor. Yeah, but but the point is, though, the prosecutor got her sent away for life. Why would... Oh, sorry. I misunderstood it. Yeah, I thought that they... the prosecutor end up with her kids? That's like a conflict of interest. And, the, you know, and the, her daughter, who testified on a stand against her, didn't see her mother for the 10 months between the shooting and the trial. And in that time, had to learn how to walk and talk and everything again because she had a stroke because of the shooting. Um, and who was she around but the prosecutor? So it's believed that her testimony might have been coached, you know, might have been or at the very least, you know, yes, your mother shot you, put it in her head. You know, she wasn't allowed to see her kids at all, not even in the hospital. They were immediate. They were taken from her days after the shooting. Well, that, like that's said, well, not unusual, Miser. There's nothing unusual about that. I mean, she tried to kill them. They're not going to give yeah, their they didn't children know back that they, She alleged that a person on the side of the road tried to steal the car and tried to and tried to kill them. At the time when they were taken from her, it was only days later that they were taken. There was no evidence that she herself had done it. They, you know, I mean, her story at the time was that, what do you call it? That, again, a stranger had basically accosted them on the road. Um, also the murder weapon has never been found. Um, you know, even though, she, and even though she drove straight to the hospital, the murder weapon's never been found, the gun, you know, they, you so know, what, they only, so they what only, would you suggest is like happening there? The, the prosecutor, I think some kind of either set up meaning like with her or maybe the guy she was involved in, maybe his wife, something like that. I don't know. Or the prosecutor uh, trying to get hold of the kids. That we mean. Well, that could be also it. And also, you know. I mean, like, you know, she was not a very well-liked person. She was very loose. She had a lot of boyfriends, et cetera. She was not, she was like the biggest, best witness against herself. Like, she wasn't a likable person. Um, but the whole thing's just very strange. Like, it just seems like a setup where it seems like there's something very fishy about it. But I can't quite put my I finger mean, on with it. Every, all that may hold some credence up until 1987 when she tried to escape fucking jail. I mean. Yeah, well, but then again, if you, but. I don't think no, I would I would argue if you think you're innocent and you're sentenced to life in prison, wouldn't you try to fucking escape too? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, if you're say say you're innocent and you're sentenced to life, you're gonna try to escape. So I mean that doesn't necessarily make it Dude, make if it, I'm guilty, guilty or innocent, I'm trying to escape. There's no fucking way I'm not trying to get out at any fucking <laughs> time. I'm, saying, I'm with you, Miser. Especially from a women's prison. Guilty, is my point. Oh, maybe no, if I was in a women's prison, I mean how are my uh, fellow inmates? I mean, is this uh, is this kind of like that, you know a Skinamax prison, or is this kind of <laughs> like a fucking uh, you know a real uh, dirty just, New York prison? 
I, I mean, if you're, 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 I guess the, you're reading on it, right, uh, Elias? As we're talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm reading on it. Yeah, yeah, I, might, it might be, might not be that secure. And it's interesting. I mean, they have stuff like the tapes and stuff of her fucking interrogation that I'm listening to, even like at her bedside two days after, like a or a, dirty two hours after it happened at her bedside. The cops that they released the tapes of that. And I mean, her story's been consistent for the past forty odd years. She's never deviated from the fact that. Even in prison for, since 1984, now she's never deviated from the fact that she that that she's innocent. I mean, I don't know. After to me, if I was guilty and I was put in jail and I was like 40 years later, I'd give up. I'd give up the gimmick. You know, I'm not, I know I'm not getting out anyway. So I mean, she has life without parole. You know, she she's been de- denied parole three times too, and most recently was, if I'm not mistaken, 2020 here. Where so right. she's she she was also diagnosed with. Um, uh, she's narcissistic, uh, histrionic. I don't know what that is. Histrionic, uh, hi- yeah, histrionic Drama. and and antisocial personality disorders. And she's been labeled a deviant sociopath. I mean, this is this is by you know doctors that are diagnosing her. So put put stock into that, whatever you will. But there's still people that know a lot more about the human brain and than. I do, and I'll trust oh, no, her if opinion, you watch right? her interviews and such, she's very strange. You can tell that she has very little emotion compared to you or I or whatever. You can tell that. But somebody necessarily being a cluster B personality doesn't necessarily make them a murderer either. That's my point. I feel that she was, you know, her strangeness as a human made her a very good witness against herself. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to believe that somebody who's odd is whatever. I mean, if you watch her, you'll think this is a strange lady, and she is. But... That doesn't necessarily mean that she's a killer. You know what I mean? I think that I think that they, you know, the cops didn't really want to look into it as deeply as they should have, and I think they were wanting to pin it on her from day one because of who she is. Well, that, that's a, that's a classic example of what modern police forces do. I mean, they don't necessarily solve crimes, right? They just find somebody that fits the 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 mold of the crime and they do everything they can to then pin it on that person right right that's my point and especially yeah. then you have the prosecutor now has an interest in it because maybe the prosecutors become attached to her children you know and this was in a small part of Oregon and if you look it up the area of Oregon in that, in that period was extremely corrupt that particular part of Oregon was extremely corrupt so i mean you take that you take corruption you take a little bit of whatever let's get this loose weird, you know, short-haired fucking whore of a woman. Let's put her in jail. You know what I mean? And it's fucking the media, you know, the media kind of feeds into something like that. Oh, a woman, a mother who killed her kids. How shocking in 1983. You know, I mean, there's a lot. And then you had fucking, what's her name? Uh, Ann Rule wrote a book about it. I believe Ann Rule's a fucking government plant, honestly. She has all these books about all these killers. You know, and I just and happened to know Ted Bundy and all that. That's her biggest claim to fame was knowing, briefly knowing Ted Bundy. You know, she they, they she wrote a, a whole book that was a bestseller in the 80s on this case that was made into a movie called Small Sacrifices with, I, I forget who exactly, uh, what do you call it, the one with the hair, um, Farrah Fawcett, was it? You know, so I mean, there was a lot of interest, in, if you think about it, in her being a guilty woman, uh, you know, in terms of the media, in terms of the prosecutor, in terms of, you know, just the general gist of things, and in terms of being a fucking corrupt part of Oregon. So to me, I, it's... It's not one of those situations where it's like OJ or somebody like that where you can like that motherfucker is guilty. Like, you know, even if they they're found innocent, they're guilty or even like Casey Anthony guilty. This one, for whatever reason, there's ah, something Casey Anthony's a fucking rabbit hole, man. Um, no, it's not. 
Yeah, it is, man. No. There's... You bring any rabbit hole through this, I'll destroy it in fucking five seconds. Let's go. It, there, there's more to that story than than what's been led on. Like her that dad just got is... psycho eyes, like you wouldn't fucking believe. There's no doubt on my mind. After her daughter was killed, she's out partying like a week later. And she was, yeah, and she was not. They would, they couldn't find her for like 25 days. Meaning, meaning Casey, not the kid. I mean her. She disappears right. That's the same time the kid disappears. Her dad did it, man. Could, I mean, could it be that her dad did it and she's covering for him? Maybe. But I think she, that in, I think more I think the Casey honestly did it. Why do you she, think her dad did it? I want to hear the logic yeah, behind this. Her her she was a her dad abused her when she was a baby. Okay. And what and, proof do we have of that instead of she from her? Yeah. Do we have any independent like a doctor party? Do, doctor says she she's um psychiatrist, clinical psychiatrists have um said that she she's so Fuck, I can't talk tonight. Sorry. She Neither can I. Don't worry. Shows signs of um, abuse as a child. like just. So wait a second. So a doctor is saying that because they see her as an adult and she shows signs of someone having possible abuse, there's sexual, no evidence okay, that she was me, ever let me, abused. Let me it's finish. a fucking doctor's stop. opinion. No, no, let, let me let, stop. Let, You're not let, even letting me finish. Yeah, let, let, let me let finish. Let him talk. I'm curious. So doctors have said that she showed classic signs of being sexually abused as a child. And mm. these symptoms have manifested themselves into her adult life. Okay. And her theory or my theory is that, or people's theory is that um, her father, because she was living with them at the time, was she not? Yeah, she was living with her parents at the time, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So her father was... My take would be that her father was also sexually abusing and um, also physically abusing this baby, which was allegedly what was happening to her as a child, too. And he went too far and killed the baby. And she's got she basically covered for him. Well, that, because that would be it's stupid. the whole it's the whole Stockholm syndrome bullshit, right? That you're attracted to you, to your captors and whatever, not right. So and um, embarrassed about the fact that dude, she's an abused woman that was sexually abused as a child. It's she's fucked up in her head, man. Based and on her, what? Doctors. What you, okay, you're saying doctors. But you're saying doctors who are psychiatrists. These people, only thing they've done is gone to school, read a book, and formed an opinion, and have knowledge of talking to people. These aren't medical doctors that are going, oh yeah, look, a rapist happened here. You're talking about psychiatrists. Psychiatry is, is a form of opinion. You can't guarantee what a psychiatrist says is correct. Okay, now you're going to tell me that, number one, that she knows her father killed the fucking daughter, and she's just going to go fucking, oh, whatever, I'll go to prison the rest of my life. You know what, and after daddy killed my daughter, I'm going to go be a whore and party like a slut in Florida for fucking 20 days. None of that makes sense, what you're saying. Give me fucking physical evidence. Give me tangible evidence. Instead of emotional bullshit, we're going, you know, Dr. So-and-so says this. I can find a doctor that says Charles Manson isn't crazy. Why does that matter? What a fucking, you're saying... Change the term between doctor and psychiatrist because there's a big fucking difference. A doctor is a medical doctor who goes in there and has evidence and proof and science backing them. A psychiatrist is just going off feelings what their opinions are. So, okay, psychiatrists are medical doctors. Okay, they can write you a prescription. 
but what knowledge Shoot. do they have on the human anatomy? They, they they're medical doctors. Are. Oh, that's fucking They're a medical shit. doctor with extra training in mental health. And a psychiatrist can't be manipulated. A psychiatrist is always accurate and correct. You don't see psychiatrists that are full of shit on television. Are you kidding me? I think it's definitely a scenario that is possible that she was like fucked up from at least some kind of abuse. And that's maybe why she killed her children. I just want to listen to all the medical doctors that put every fucking kid on Ritalin and fucking antipsychotics and all these medicines over the last years. I want to listen to medical doctors that literally have fucking put miser on every fucking antipsychotic medication because you know what? They know what's going on. And oh, they were oh, there you, want to hear, you want to hear a good one on that? No, um, might as well let me finish this point here. Because Casey Anthony was in her fucking 20s when this happened. So they're going to go back 20 years. And just because she shows signs, even though she's a fucking psychopath. And guess what? Psychopaths can just, you know, make up stories and tell people lies that people believe. I don't understand how you're saying that a fucking psychiatrist opinion is any form of proof. If you went, hey, listen, I got DNA evidence. I had a forensic scientist. And they said, yeah, she got raped as a kid. Her, her doctor reported it. I'd be like, oh, well, that's something to consider. But I'm not going to consider a fact 20 years later, a bitch who's a professional liar that's accusing her yeah. fucking uh, boyfriend at the time of fucking rape and weird shit is, you know, whatever she says out of her mouth is a fucking lie. Why should I listen to what a psychiatrist thinks about that? Nice. Especially since it's one or two psychiatrist opinions. It's not like you're getting, like, everyone's... It's not like a joint fucking thing where everyone's going, oh, yeah, well, you know, we all agree on this. This is what might happen. And why the fact would her father at all get away with any of this? It's possible that that's the reason, though, she is kind of psycho. That's at least a reason. What was the other reason that she's psycho? Just because she was born like that. I don't know. I know there's this Andrea Yates chick that fucking drowned her four kids in a tub. What is she going to make an excuse of? Well, back in the day when mommy was doing my hair, she dunked me in the fucking tub. A psychiatrist would go, well, that's abuse. I mean, I'm sorry that Myers is getting so fucking offended by this, but I'm just trying to. I'm not offended by it, but you weren't letting me speak. You kept going, oh, it's a psychiatrist thing. And then like, they're doctors. You're saying psychiatrists aren't doctors. They're really not. Medical doctors. How are they doctors? They have that saying that hurt people hurt people. I don't know if that's too liberal. But <laughs> no, I want to get into this how psychiatrists are magically fucking doctors now. Like, they can fucking... You're mixing they, them they, up they with no psychologists. fucking treat your human body. You're mixing them up with psychologists. Psychologists don't have a medical degree. Psychiatrists do. They go to fucking so, medical school. Well, so you're telling Peterson. me a psychiatrist knows how to, like, about fucking labor, about cancer, about blood, this and that? Well, no. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So, in a midway to the in a middle point here, neutral ground here with this, you know, because I'm willing to accept either thing. I will say this: on one hand, yes, psychiatrists do have medical knowledge; they do. That is true. On the other hand, however, looking back at a retrospective um, sexual abuse, I mean, again, without physical evidence, if somebody is a pathological lawyer, a pathological lawyer can convince themselves that something happened that didn't happen. A person who is delusional can convince themselves that something that happened didn't happen or vice versa. I mean, you know, the fact that a psychiatrist said she may have been abused when she was a child, sexually abused. Uh, I mean, it's very, you know, that's kind of in the opinion of that psychiatrist. And yes, they do have a lot more medical knowledge of the human brain and such than, that we, than we do. But it's we're not talking about anything forensic. We're not talking about like, oh, a doctor examined her vagina and whatever, you know, we're not. I mean, so to me, I mean, I don't know if it was a couple of psychiatrists agreeing upon the same point. I would say you got a point. 
but it's just one. It's not like a team of them. It's not like a, you know, whatever. I mean, and how convincing is she? How much does she maybe believe she was molested? Maybe she really, truly believes she was molested and she wasn't, but she might truly believe it. But even if she was, that doesn't, if she did like kill her children, that doesn't, that's not a, you know, that's right, not but I'm saying, like, if somebody believes something enough, they can convince somebody else that it's true. Like, if you believe a lie enough, you could pass a lie detector. If you truly convince yourself of your lie, you could pass a lie detector. You could also pull a shrink. I mean, they're, you know, they're human beings at the end of the day. If a team of psychiatrists had found it, or like, you know, more than one independently had found that she uh, was molested based on her, an, an analysis of her, then I would say there's probably credence to it. But just one? That's a human being. It's just they may have knowledge. They may be trained. They may be. I'm not discounting that, but they're but, still human. So if she did, but, so if if she did get molested, does that mean that she would like no? And get, see, that's also get acquitted. another point. Even if she was molested, let's say she was for sake of argument, that's still not a smoking gun, which says her father then killed and molested then killed her daughter as well. You know, even if he she was, it's not a smoking gun. It's you know, indicative that maybe there was more to the story, but it's not a smoking gun. So just a quick look up on Google. It takes 13 years to become a psychiatrist. You got to do your <laughs> bachelor degree for four years. I'm not you discounting. Have to do, no, you have to do four years of medical school. Okay. Then you have to do five years of psychiatric residency training. So what it's qualifies them? Years. What no, dude? <laughs> what qualifies them to go back twenty years in the past with no medical or scientific evidence? Them just going off of, oh well, this is my opinion after talking to somebody because I study shit about people's brains and I'm a fucking genius now because I must know everything. The, so I'm you're discrediting the whole medical industry because no, they no, psychiatry? No, no. Yeah, it's fucking horseshit. Well, I mean, I. It's absolute more, utter horseshit. Look how well, mentally sick the fucking world is with how more, how many more psychiatrists have entered the world. Look I how fucking it? sick the world is. Psychiatrists, you're mixing them up with psychologists. Yeah, that no, no, you are making yeah, psychiatrists and psychologists are two very different things. Okay, so what does a psychiatrist do? What does a psychiatrist do? What psychiatrist basically is the one who? Okay, so basically, as somebody who has a lot of experience with the mental field, right? You know, myself, the psychiatrist is the one who writes your pills. The psychologist is the one who sits down and talks about why you need those pills. Okay, so the drug dealer, they're drug dealers. So what else do they do instead of give you drugs? I mean, you'll talk. Yeah, I have both. So when I speak to my psychiatrist, I speak to them for maybe half an hour. We talk about whatever you know goals. They work in conjunction with the uh, psychologist. But okay, so what medical things do they do instead of just listen to you? I mean, medic, men, medically speaking, I mean, not much that I've experienced. They, oh, they so nothing. They can administer tests. But it doesn't mean they're not trained. They had to go to fucking medical school. Just so what like does doctors. Liars. Stop yelling like a retard here. You keep saying medical school. Okay, so what medical evidence do they fucking have? What also, fucking scientific wanna, evidence do they have instead of a person's opinion? Wait, wait, you won't wait, answer wait, that, wait, but wait, you keep wait, yelling uh, medical school. Wait a second. Liars. Question. Is the full report by that psychologist, that, that examination of Miss Anthony, is that available? It's on uh, there's a, a documentary series. I believe it's on Hulu. Mm. It's, it's on Peacock where she's a lying whore. No, no. But oh, I'm there's two. No. There's two. Okay. I apologize. I didn't know there was two there. Crowd yeah, the there's two. There's one on Peacock, and I think this other one is on Hulu. Well, I don't know. What I'm asking is, like, is the document itself available? They talk about it in the, in the, in the, in the series. Yeah, I would have to read the whole document in full myself to get an idea. 
Because I'm sure there's other things in there besides that. Like, I'm sure there's diagnosis. But no one wants to give me the answer of, okay, well, they have a medical degree. So how does that medical degree apply to anything? They didn't do an examination of her 20 years ago when she was a kid and this supposedly happened. So, so that medical degree and their medical training doesn't mean jack shit. Everything they're though. saying is just an it opinion. Does, though. How? It's not their opinion. They're not just going up to somebody and saying, okay, because I did this, you have this. They're 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 going on um precedents, they're going on peer reviews, they're going on like <laughs> okay, laughing but, but because wait, you wait, think wait, this wait, stupid. Wait, 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 wait. See, you just use a term there that I'd like to bring up. Peer review, right? Now. Sure. So you, are you gonna try and dissect peer reviews? No. We're talk I'm talking no limitedly about the case of Casey Anthony. Now. You're saying that there is the opinion of one psychiatrist, one, that she was molested. And I'm not discounting that psychiatrist or their abilities or what have you. I'm not discounting the science of psychiatry either. I mean, you know, I have a, a different opinion than Mr. Brasky. That's fine. However, yours said peer review. The, uh, if there was more than one examination of her mentally by more than one about psychiatrist, her in particular, he's asking me what the what their opinion, how why their right, opinion no, matters. No, 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 no. You're, I'm I'm saying this more germane to the point of Casey Anthony, that in terms of like a peer review, if there was more than one psychiatrist who would come to a same or similar conclusion, I would say then there is then there's perhaps you know validity to it, but you're talking about one psychiatrist in isolation who came up with that, the, that I, I that i know of maybe they, there's more i don't know i have no idea oh well i mean maybe i'm not the, remembering it properly i as mean as far as the there, science, it's possible as, as well as far as the science of psychiatry is concerned i mean since that's the broader argument between you and brasky i mean i believe it's a valid science i mean i mean they do go to four years of medical school they do go to a bachelor's degree i mean it is a science it is a that being said though at the end of the day you can be the most you can be the best psychiatrist on earth at the end of the day you're still a fucking human you're still fallible you know what i mean like human the human brain is fucking fallible all of us even the best trained are subject to confirmation bias and other and other biases that our brains have and you know objectivity and you know subjectivity which is i mean there's no such thing as a truly objective human you know what i'm saying so while i do believe psychiatry is a science i do believe that um it's valid it's a valid science Psychiatrists are still, at the end of the day, human. We're not dealing so with... So let me ask you boys a dating. question. How long has psychiatry now been around? About 100 years. Uh, like, forever. Well, no. It's forever. Like, so there's the psychiatrists back in the years. Roman days. No, the modern science of it's been basically since around since the time of Freud. So let's say maybe the latter half of the 19th century. Let's say the modern yeah, science. That, that sounds so, about right. So at, at no time did a psychiatrist ever tell somebody to put a leech on them to uh, cure them of no. their mental illness. That didn't happen. No, no that you, psychiatry you, as we know it came around starting with Freud and his ilk around the end of the, the 19th century. So technically I, we I all just, just want to fuck our moms. Because we're going to listen to Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud just says we all want to fuck our moms. One at a time, one at a time, fellas. Uh, you said something, let, let uh, lawyers reply. No, go ahead. I didn't hear what Brasky said. Go ahead. I said, if we're going to base it on Sigmund Freud, who obviously is the king of it, I mean, he just says we all want to fuck our moms, which, guess what? I don't. So, I mean, that kind of fucking proves that shit's nonsense. So, you, well, if you want to get an idea of, of what the medical yeah. treatment is involved in, in psychiatry, I just read a book, and I just finished it about two weeks ago. It's called The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and the Body, and the Healing of Trauma. It's by a doctor um, in the United States by 
Dr. Bressel von der Kolk is his name. And he's been, he's been doing psychiatry for uh, decades. And he wrote a book on it. You want to read it? Like, you want to read a book on, on exactly what they do and just how precise their training is? Read the book. Because he'll explain it way better than I can ever. So I need to read a book by a guy who's telling me that he's right. I love well, reading stuff that when someone's narrative is, listen, not I'm a psychiatrist and my right, fucking carny stuff is what you should he's believe. He's not telling you he's right. He's telling you about psychiatry. And, like, you're, you're asking for tangible evidence. Here's a book. Read it. I That's read it. That's not tangible evidence. Of it's course not it is. Well, what sort of evidence? Why? Because he wrote the book. What sort of evidence would you accept as far as the field of psychiatry? Um... I would accept that we wouldn't have had um, such a problem in the last 30 years of all the behavioral drugs that we've had, such as Ritalin, uh, Prozac, uh, Xanax, all that shit. I mean, that's psychiatrists are responsible for fucking putting out Xanax out there and making fucking, you know, pop, part well, of our no, population retarded. But hey, they're the geniuses. They know what they're doing. I wouldn't blame the psychiatrists so much as I would blame the culture and the drug companies. The drug companies, the psychiatrists didn't make the drugs that are, you know, that are poisoning today. They they do um, prescribe them, but I, that's a much larger thing than just any than psychiatry or any, even any one psychiatrist. I mean, um, the modern thing, you know, the, the the media, other sorts of scientists, social scientists, and such. Um, again, the, all these people work in conjunction. That's what a lot of these don't realize. All these, what the fuck is that? What is that? It's wasted. Can you turn down your volume, wasted? That no, looks awesome. Fucking combat the Chinese woman. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that um, what do you call it? I mean, what was I saying? That no, that's the problem. That's to that's been created by larger society. I mean, um, can I can I read you guys stuff. something? Because I, I I like to read stuff. Um, this is from the Citizens Commission on Human Rights. And uh, basically, it tells you a little bit about uh, you know psychiatry. A study of U.S. Medicare, Medicaid, and Medicare insurance fraud, especially in New York, over the 20-year period, showed the psychiatry have the worst track record of all medical disciplines. Germany reports one billion of defrauded each year. It's the biggest crock of shit ever. It's fucking well, hilarious. It's a, it's a racket, the mental I health mean, monopoly has zero accountability. Because guess what? You can't prove they're lying, and they can't prove they're right. It's, it's horseshit. It's well, it's not horseshit, but it is. It is businessly in terms of business. It is a racket. It is like I mean, they get kickbacks on the medications they provide to the from the insurance company. It is a racket. It's like a fucking you know self perpetuating racket. But of course it is. The science. It's, but the science itself, though, I think is legitimate. But then again, as somebody who is currently under psychiatric treatment, I do see a psychiatrist and a psychologist every week. You know, there's only it's very limited. What I mean by that is you can interview a human being. You can talk about whatever. You know, a di I only got a clear diagnosis from a doctor and it wasn't even really a clear diagnosis because I sought one out. Actually, they didn't make it based on any notes. I you know, if you conceal enough from a therapist, even if you're not a master lawyer, if you conceal enough from a therapist, it's going to go under the radar. It's not an exact science. I mean, the human brain is extremely complex extremely complex it's like a supercomputer you know it's the best way that one could you know uh describe it um it, do, do i believe that psychiatry is a science or believe psychology is our science it, yes but they're very limited in in you know dissecting a human like even for example the dsm-4 i don't know or dsm-5 rather that's basically the book of diagnostic guidelines and you know what have you for major mental disorders 
I mean, you're boxing in a human being into labels and into diagnoses and into this. When a human being is much more complex than any one set of, you know, qualifiers, like even somebody who's diagnosed as a psychopath or a sociopath, what is that? What is the experience of that? It varies from human to human. You know, then there's the comorbid- comorbidities. You can be a psychopath and be comorbid with uh, bipolar disorder. That makes things much more complex. I think that psychiatry is a very limited science. It's science, but very limited. It's like it's like yeah. scratching the surface of a pyramid, if you will. You know, you know, Miser, that's fair. It's limited. And what you're saying is fair. And I'm not going to disagree with that. But I'm also not going to fucking sit around and pretend they haven't been running one of the biggest rackets in our oh, country or my country no, no. for the last 40 years. All right. They just yeah. the pills they prescribe people. They're ridiculous. They hurt people. A lot of times yeah, they don't work. Would, they get pushed by whatever uh, lobbyist or whatever uh, insurance salesman or medical fucking salesman selling them the pill. Like, hey, listen, I'll give you five grand if you give your fucking patients this. And now I'm being told that like when an investigation happened, okay, the Florida uh, police department, I can't, I don't remember the exact town where she lived in Florida, but they had all this DNA evidence saying the bitch did it. Okay. They oh, had I'm going to give you. I'm going to say the bitch did it, but and, I, and I, I love Gene our lives and he knows I do, but his response to me was, listen, a psychiatrist said they went back in 20 years ago into her brain and said that this happened, but there's no proof, you want but, to hear something? you know, forget the tangible DNA proof and the tangible fucking physical evidence that she did it. We're going to go back and, you know, let her tell her story about how her daddy raped her and how uh, her fucking boyfriend was mean to her. Come on. The I'm going to give you a, um, I'm going to give you a personal insight into this now. Um, Before I had a doctor established here, you know, because in order to get your medicine, you need a doctor. In order to, I had, before I had a doctor established here, I was going to the local hospital. Um, I was going, I wasn't being inpatient. I wasn't, I was basically going to the hospital. I would wait around for about an hour until I was seen. I would have a short interview, like a 15 minute interview by the social worker or by the resident person who could prescribe, whatever the, whatever the title may be. And it would be a short interview, basically just making sure I wasn't suicidal, a basic overview of me. Um, and then at, because of the interview, they would then, you know, give me the pills I needed or that I wanted or whatever the fuck. Anyway, but the first time I went there, I had a 15 minute long interview. Fif- mind you, I, cal- I clocked it. It was 15 minutes. I came out of that 15 interview, 15 minute interview being diagnosed as possibly bipolar and being given a medication called Risperdone, which is an antipsychotic. I took that medicine for three months from February to May. And in that three month period, I gained 30 pounds, which I have not been able to shake off. And then at which point I jumped it, haven't taken it since. My point is based on a 15 minute interview, not an hour, not a day, not a period of, you know, not even not even like if I had seen this person more than once, just once they based my, the fact that I was talking fast and that I explained that I do have racing thoughts to say that maybe I was bipolar, which is a very serious and very something that requires a lot more investigation than 15 minutes and gave me a heavy duty drug, which has caused severe physical effects in the, in the interim since then. And that's an example of an experience, a personal experience with psychiatry. I, uh, I, miser, case, I, but. miser, I also been, have, uh, you know, I've seen psychiatrists when I was young. My uh, parents thought that my uh, behavior issues need to be seen by a psychiatrist and they put me on a bunch of fucking shit that I didn't need. It made me feel horrible. It uh, fucked up my brain a lot. It mm-hmm. uh, made me lethargic. It made me more anxious. And uh, when I got off the medicine, I felt a lot better. 
And that was all based off, like you said, maybe I talked to a psychiatrist for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and I can personally tell you, and I'm not trying to be rude here, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's fair for someone to be able to form an opinion because that's all they're doing. Well, well, but based on this, you know, past research is that it's like drafting an NFL player. It's like, okay, well, you know, previously this wide receiver did really good in college. But if we look back and we look at all these other wide receivers and look at the tangibles, we can predict that the guy is going to be here. But only thing you're doing is predicting. You're not you don't have any fucking real, you know, tangible evidence. You're just crunching the analytics and crunching the numbers because you're looking at case studies in the past and going, well, this person fits into that. So let's fucking say that. Right. So you're I don't know how they can clearly say that, hey, this is you know, this is fact of what occurred. They can say, I see signs of this. But then again, you're dealing with a fucking psychopath who guess what? Miser, if you wanted to go get your Xanax or mm-hmm. whatever you take now and you uh, and they said no. You're smart enough that you can go in there and exhibit the signs you need to exhibit to get your fucking Xanax, okay? Right, of course. Anybody could do that, yeah. Exactly. And for anyone to disagree, that's fucking ridiculous. And I'm sorry that Liars is mad at me right now for it, but it's sorry, man. That's just my fucking opinion. I have personal experience. I know bullshitters when I see bullshitters, and nothing they have is tangible. There's nothing. They can go, well, peer reviews and studies. Those are just analytics and numbers, dude. There's no fucking science behind it. It's just fucking people saying, well, this fits into that. You know, right. Ted Bundy and O.J. Simpson aren't the same fucking killers. No, yeah, but I mean, even, you know, yeah, the Zodiac I, I, killer and the fucking uh, uh, original Night Stalker, the East Area Rapist, oh, aren't the same fucking killer. Fascinating they, guy, but go ahead. Yeah. Which one? Uh, no, the East Area Rapist. The By the way, do you know, uh, I was actually uh, I was really into the forms back then on the East Area Rapist. And uh, I've actually talked with uh, some people that have appeared in, uh, you know, a few documentaries. I'm trying Where's, to get on the show. Were you on the Ear Ons Blogspot site? I was on Eron's Reddit, and I was on their original site. I was on the VIP section where we used to invest a guy called Mister Y. Yeah, I was on. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on the. the I, was that Eron's Blogspot or blog, whatever the? Cause yeah, was, yeah. I was on there as well. I was okay. on well offering up my profiles of the guy. I believe I spoke. I believe I spoke. On but the that's all we're doing, brother. That's what I'm saying. And what I'm trying to say is a psychiatrist is really nothing but somebody who's looking at someone and giving an opinion. Now, granted, Gene R. says they go through a shit ton of medical school. That's fine and dandy, but it doesn't change the fact they're not basing it on hard evidence. They're not basing it on something that's like, okay, well, this is how I can prove this happened. They're basing Correct. it on opinion. Why now, you about the opinion aspect, right? I want to tell you something. It's funny that it's speaking of true crime and the opinion aspect, I'm not saying this is self-aggrandized, mind you. Um, you know anything about the Delphi, Indiana murder case? Yeah, we can talk about that afterwards. Let no, me no, just I'm not, try gonna, to, I'm not I, gonna go into it in, de- in depth. I just want to say something as far as opinions are concerned. So I sure. have no formal psychological training. I have no formal law enforcement training. I'm, you know, a reasonably intelligent guy, right? I wrote a profile based on I said one over the course of one night, I did a deep dive into that case. Like everything that you could think of. I did like a 24-hour fucking deep dive. I came up with a profile based on it, based on, you know, a literal psychological profile and a analysis of what I who I think the killer might be. Not the person, but what they might be like, right? I have no formal training. I have no whatever. My profile was about nine ended up being he was arrested about two weeks later, ninety percent accurate. I was only off by like two things. I said he would be a father. I said he'd be married. I said he'd be in his forties. I said this and that and the other. Turned out I was right. I'm only saying this to say that if you're of reasonable intelligence and you have reasonable deductive reasoning, any human being can really make these sorts of psychological judgments. Miser, I'm going to say this on this, on uh, the Golden State Killer, and mm-hmm. it's on there. You can go back and see the post. If you look, it's under Bill Brasky, all right? Mm-hmm. Go back to like 2016, 2017. 
the only thing that I said about the Golden State that I was 100%, I'm not 100%, but I was pretty sure of, was that he was a cop. And the right. reason I said he was a cop was because he knew the area. He knew the patrols. He knew mm -hmm. how to get in. He knew how to get out. All right, right. Wasted is going to... Uh, he said uh, phone's going to die. He's going to die. I couldn't read the rest of it. but uh, He said, send me a topic to polish. Okay. We'll figure that out. But um, but, but know, what I'm saying is, I agree with you, buddy. Like reasonable, right. reasonable people can come to reasonable explanations. That doesn't mean that we're 100% right. That doesn't mean that what we're saying is fact. And that's why I'm arguing the fact of psychiatry kind of being a fraud where it's like, listen, if you're a halfway intelligent individual, you have experience talking to people, you can learn to read people. Salesmen do it. I'm a salesman. You learn to read people's characteristics, their body language, how they right. act, how they talk. Right. And that's all I believe a psychiatrist does. I don't believe they have this magical idea how to fix people's brains. Because no. if they did, more people would be fixed. Gina and they wouldn't need medication us. to do it. Correct. Medication, as somebody who's been... Miser, hold on. I want to make sure Lars is with us. That he's not smashing his keyboard somewhere. <laughs> that he's not punching... <laughs> like, he's not fucking pulling up pictures of Bobby Hill on his computer and just fucking punching Shooting them. Shooting at them. You there? I'm here. Okay. But yeah, what do you call it? I mean... As far as like somebody who's been, who's been under medical treatment, you know, uh, medicine for the past decade, honestly, I could say for certain, I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm not saying that I could say my life would be a lot better if I'd never been on Xanax or if I'd never been on a benzodiazepine. Um, I mean, and I was placed on that because I had anxiety. Now, should I have been treated with something? Sure, perhaps. But long term treatment with a benzodiazepine? No, I think I could have been a fucking lawyer or something at this point if I hadn't been. I remember and I'm only mentioning this because it was would have been her birthday today. I used to talk to my grandmother every day, um, you know, for hours a day. She was like my best friend, honestly. And she would say to me, she said, I was on Xanax for two weeks. Right. And she said, I don't know how you could be on it. I felt like a zombie. You know, I didn't even want to get out of bed. And it does have that effect on you. Like, honestly, I would say, yes, we all make choices. And yes, you know, you have to take accountability. But I would say that Xanax helped destroy my life, helped destroy my function, my functioning, helped destroy my potential. Not saying that blaming it solely. I remember when Saber, aka Popcorn, used to always give you shit about Xanax, going, "It's it's fucking your mind up." And I'm glad that you're finding a better way to live now. Uh, Gina Lars, hi. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I, look, I'm oh, not saying miser, that's like. Miser. I I, I want to hear the guy who keeps going. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm right here. I'm just listening to Yamaran about you being fucking experts on everything. We're not experts it's, on it's everything. It's amusing. I mean, Hold on a second. Now we're you're getting pissy because we're experts on something when you ask us how or we're we're showing you why we disagree on something and because you disagree on it, now we're experts on it. No, you're completely discrediting fucking everything. Uh, you're uh, on your so personal when you were talking opinions, about you're the discrediting moon a whole fucking industry. And so I said, you want some evidence? Read a book. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna read a book about a guy who's in the fucking industry. Read a book, man. That's so what I did about a guy who's a psychiatrist. What do you think he's going to say? Uh, chapter one. Yeah. Everything we do is bullshit. Chapter two. Ha ha. Chapter three. Gotcha. I mean, no, obviously he's going to write the book saying, I'm not talking what he's you're doing. being a dick. Well, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, read right. the book, man. He, he, he explains what point. psychiatry is. So this he book is the end all be all. Do. He explains that they fucking study the brain. They study the fucking electron, the electron activity in the brain. And that if they do this to the brain and it stimulates this part of the brain. So if we do this and then this and it stimulates this part. So let's try and do this and do this by adding this. Then why are they it, so bad at their jobs? They're not all bad, though. No, no, no. See, like it, no. It's ridiculous. I would suggest that you do read the book, Brasky, and then, you know, we could debate on this, you know, again. But I mean. 
I just don't find it ridiculous. I find it ridiculous. I'm being told that I got to read a book by a psychiatrist that says psychiatry is great. And that if I don't, I'm a fucking idiot. That's fucking stupid. That's beyond stupid. No, I think I think what. No, 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 I get it. I think what he's mad is that look that you have your views and you have very strong views about them. And they are based on your experiences, as you said. And I get that because I, you know, I've had experiences, too. But I think what he's trying to say. And Gina Lars, have you been to have you seen a psychiatrist? Yeah. That you're and not if you had a positive the other experience. side of it, basically, you know, I think, you know, Hold on, you Miser, know Miser, I want to see if he's had a positive experience because me and you've had negative. Gina yeah. Lars, has your experience been positive? Yeah. Well, share it then. Not a chance. No, no. Okay, then. Not no, a no, fucking no, 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 chance. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Liars, liars. If I, I would, I would also like to hear of your experiences. Not a chance, man. The only person that knows about this is my wife. She's the only person oh, that knows. Oh, you're saying it's personal. I thought you meant because you, you didn't want us to know because you thought we would uh, judge it. But no, no. If that's if you feel that it's overly personal, I mean, that's. I, fine, I will never. Like, no offense, guys. I will never tell you. Hmm. The only person no that knows. My parents don't know. My brother doesn't know. My sister doesn't know. No the only person that knows is my wife. So do you think maybe you have a personal investment in this where you really hold what you took from that experience and you see it as a real positive? And well, since I me and Miser know, know since me and Miser disagree with it, I like wanted her. to know more about it, so I, I read say, about it. I would say that the two of you both have lack objectivity to an extent about this. And what I mean by this is all of us suffer from the But have you body. read anything negative about it either? Have you have you decided to go, you know what? I read the book that this per, that, that of says course this is I've what heard negative doing. stuff about it. That's why I read the book. Okay. So that one book just eliminates all the negatives. There's no, there's only one point of view on it. No. See, you don't even know what the book is about and you're already fucking discrediting it. You're 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 saying it's a piece of shit and it's it's written by a fucking snake oil salesman that's trying to fucking do some hokey pokey shit. That's not what it about I had excuse me, I had to go see somebody about something. Mm. Reasonable. I sat down and talked and uh-huh. was like, okay, whatever. Um and then I wanted to to know a little bit more about it because I don't know anything about it. I just went and went and took mm-hmm. care of some shit. And now I want to know more about it because I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. So what do I do? Instead of saying that I'm a fucking expert on everything, I go and fucking actually educate myself and read up about it. So about wait a second. You're now inferring that I'm uneducated. Done it for decades. So wait a second. You're now starting to say that I'm now uneducated because that's no, I'm getting that's a little bit fucking tired of you going. Oh, because you didn't read this one book, you're uneducated. No, it's not what Bellas. I said at all. Bellas. 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 all right? It's not what I said at all. I'm not treating you like that. Don't you dare treat Bellas. me like that. Bellas. I'm not treating you like anything. You're taking everything and you're fucking making it into something else. I'm not doing that. All I'm saying is that I didn't know, so I wanted to educate myself on something. And learn about it a little bit more to answer some questions because there's no way I'm going to answer every question because I don't have fucking years of my life to dedicate to it. So I pick a book that I look, I read the reviews and say of the people that have read the book as well. And it's 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 a pretty well reviewed book. So I'm like, I'm going to read it. So I read it takes me fucking shit long time to read it. But you know what? I have a I have a better understanding of what it is now. I have a better understanding of what they do. I, I certainly know more uh, than I ever did before about it. No, am I an expert? No. But I'm a little bit smarter on it now than I was before. And just by asking somebody to fucking also read it, to 
also have them learn something about it as well is not me calling you an idiot. I, I, I get his point. He's, he's feeling that your mind isn't open about it. He's not saying you're an idiot. He's feeling that you're not willing to open your mind. And I think he wants you to open your mind as his, your friend. Open I mean, my I, mind? That's no, 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 exactly no, no, what I did. No, no, no. I'm talking. I'm talking yeah, but you. Lias, what you're not no, understanding no. is you're acting like you have all the world experience. And then you're like, no, 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 stop. Wait, 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 wait. I just <laughs> fucking said I don't know anything about it. I still wait. don't know anything yeah, about yeah, it. But you're acting I, like I you don't know what you. my experience is with it. And that's one of the things that just because you think, you know, that I don't know some things. Maybe I know a lot more on some issues than you think I know. And maybe I'm not just saying it right now. Maybe after this fucking call, me and you will have a conversation regarding it. And that's fine. But what I'm saying is by you telling me that if I don't read of this book because I don't want to read something by a psychiatrist because I believe the whole racket's a fucking sham, then I'm an uneducated moron. That's and that's not what fucking I said. He's, he's not, not fucking not putting words that. into my mouth. He's not saying that. Wait, wait, wait. He's not saying that. He, I was, I was trying to say, Lars, before you got, because, you, you know, both of you are getting emotional. Just take a breath in. What I was trying to say is I, would, I think what the point you were getting at was that you were not calling him an idiot. Meaning you are not calling Brasky an idiot. Why would I call you, him a fucking hold, idiot? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ridiculous. Hold on. Kayate, hold on. What I'm saying to you is that you're not saying that he's an idiot. You're saying that you'd like him to open his mind on the subject more. Obviously, both of you, be quiet. Both of you have very emotionally charged views on this subject, which is hard to get over. When two people have, when two people have very strongly set opinions on a topic and an emotion colors those opinions, it's hard for one to break through that. I don't think he's calling you an idiot, Brasky. I don't think that. That's not really Lars' style. But we're getting away from the original point, Miser. Hold on. The original, no, the original point is this. Hold on. We're wait, discussing wait, wait. the case. No, we were discussing the Casey Anthony case. Right, but hold there's on. Fucking, no, there's fucking DA evidence, the district attorney down there, the sheriff's department, the police department down there presented evidence she killed right. her daughter. Hang on. Hang Gina Lyers' response was, well, the psychiatrist says that she experienced, you know, possible, right. you know, child abuse right. as a child. Right. And I said, right. there's no evidence to that. And he starts right. going on, well, he's the psychiatrist said that. And I go, right. well, how the fuck does a psychiatrist know 20 fucking years ago what happened? Wait, 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 wait. I think that it might be good. I mean, I'm interested in personally giving this a try. I mean, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't, and I would not I would as well, give this book a try. You know, fucking get a new copy of it. See, and maybe he could even send you his fucking copy of it and see what's in it. You know, and then if you still think at the end of it, you come out the other side saying, you know what? I still think it's all bullshit. That's fair. I think that, you know, give it a try. Just like, he, you know, by the same token, though, in fairness, would you liars at the same time say that there is an issue in our society with um, over diagnoses and over prescribing. Would you concede that, liars? Of course I would. Okay, so now that's fair. Now on the other end of it, would you maybe be interested, Brasky, in giving this book a try? Going into it, you know, you're not a dumb guy. Going into it without prejudging it, perhaps. I don't lie to my friends, so I'm not going to lie to you. No. Okay, fair. Then that then what? Then we've come to a point where you two aren't going to agree. I think we should move on, and I think we should find a different topic, because you guys are getting heated. There's no reason for it. We're all friends here. What are you talking about? This is great fucking radio. I understand, but, you know, no need to get hot under the collar over something that you're not going to change each other's minds on. There's not going to be any winning here. There's not going to be, oh, you know, you're right. No, it's just going to go in circles, and that's a circle ain't really interesting for an audience to hear. Is fighting interesting? Sure, but after a while, it gets old. Let's Miser's doing a good job fucking moderating right now. I'm liking this. Good job, Miser. 
No problem. I just don't, you know, two buddies fighting for over something that they're not going to agree on. Stupid. You both agree to disagree. Now be fucking adults and let's move on to another topic. What do you got? Whatever you guys got. I don't know what you discussed beforehand. I'm I'm done for my topics. We went through them all. We didn't touch on the killer fucking robots. How dare you? You didn't touch uh, killer robots. Lies, you were even excited about this in pre-show. I was, too. Boston so Scientific, get, we're not going to talk about the robots now? Well, let's get into Hold it. On. No, I'm curious. What, what, what's this? What is it? Hold on. Well, it's, it's about robots that are going to fucking end us, Miser. So okay, we can so, we uh, can banter about psychiatry all we want, but the robots are going to get to us first. Well, I want to hear about this. What if they're I'm fucking psychiatrists? Well, then I'm double fucked. Robot psychiatrists. Boston Dr. Have- Cat's robot trying to kill me. Great. Let me, so let me, uh, let me hear. Let me hear about this. Educate. Miser the fucking moderator over here. I'm telling you, we should have Borky on tonight, too. Miser and Borky, we could have had a fucking psychiatry fucking mental health battle royal. It would have been fucking amazing. (laughs) Four-way royal rumble in the jungle. Yes. You know, what do you call it? But, uh. Let's do our last topic for the evening since we've had a hot show. So do we got the robots thing or do you just want to end it, Lies? Wake up, babe. New Boston Dynamics video just dropped. What? Can't believe it. It's that time of year already when Boston Dynamics drops a video that reminds us that our days are fucking numbered. So, do you know what Boston Dynamics is, uh, Miser? No. I have no idea. They're, it's, it's, uh, they're basically a company that builds robots. Okay. They're very human-like robots. They don't look human, but they're like they don't have the characteristics of a human. Like they don't have a face or anything. But right. Their their movements and mannerisms are are very human, and they're very strong, and they're very agile, and they're extremely fucking scary. Okay. It sounds it's sort of like a HKs and Terminator, but go on. Yeah, pretty much. So in this latest clip, it's Atlas robot. Helps a forgetful human retrieve a toolkit. Okay. Um, so. Let me see here. So this video here, there's uh, a, a construction worker and uh, the Boston Dynamics robot. They're on scaffolding. Mm-hmm. And it looks like uh, it looks like the. Uh, uh, worker has has dropped his tool bag, and and the uh, robot like goes and gets it for him in a very human way. It's it's uh, it's it's a little scary because here's the robot on the ground going to get the he's he's looking around. The robot's literally looking around. Grabs a piece of wood for the guy, flips around, jumps up. And jumps up and jumps up and gives them the fucking tools. Dude, I don't even know what to say about this. Now, when Lias is describing jumping up, because we are not, we don't have the video to show you guys at the moment, this robot is jumping up like it's a fucking, uh, you know, a world-class jumper from the Olympics. Like it's fucking nothing. This, this robot's moving around like it's a prime athlete, just jumping, running, turning, making moves that you couldn't believe. The wow. agility just, of this robot is a, terrifying. But now it here's a giant. Question. So it's it's well, very. Now it just I did a flip off it, and it landed but, perfectly. But how smart is that, though? 
<laughs> how smart is AI? That's my point. Yeah, I mean, and it can be as strong as whatever, but how intelligent? Does it got a Bluetooth in it? Because guess what? If it's got a Bluetooth in it and the fucking smart computers that are artificial intelligence can take it over, like the one we were talking about, what was that? Lambda uh, liars? The fucking... Uh, Lambda, yeah. Google If Lambda, a Lambda can yeah. take over an army of these things, we are fucked. Mm-hmm. Does, I don't know. I, I, I think I've kind of changed my stance on that a little bit. I don't know if... I don't know if it'll ever get to that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, think I, I don't there. know if it'll ever get to a, a sentient point. Oh, I think it will. I, think I don't I think, know. I think give it give it 30 years, and I think you'll see the first sentient life form. And getting on that point, by the way, what is sentience when you think about it? What I mean is self-aware. Yes, I know what that I know what sentience means. What I'm saying is oh, what is sentient? I'm asking it rhetorically. What I mean is this. We just Are you asking sentience. it from a psychological um, standpoint or a psychiatric standpoint? But hurt aisle one. But hurt aisle one. <laughs> <laughs> More a philosophical standpoint. What I mean is, oh. for example, I have a cat. Now she's not self-aware in the way you and I are self-aware. Perhaps she, you know, she can't pass the mirror test. But I'd say she's aware that she exists in some form. She's aware that she lives, she breathes. If I, you know, would have hit the poor thing, she would scream. You know. And then there's other creatures that are more closer in self-awareness to us, meaning like, you know, crows and such that, that do pass the mirror test. And what, what I mean by that is you're saying that you don't think it would get to that level of self-awareness. I'm saying, well, you mean to a human level or beyond a human level or beyond a human level? Right. No, I don't think it will get to a beyond. But do I think it could get to a human level or to an animal like level? Yeah, very easily. Very Maybe. Easily. I think I think that within the next 30 years, you could see something like with a. Uh, you know, with like a human-like level of sentience coming into being, yes. I mean, look how fast it's advancing, the, the field of AI. Look how fast, I mean, like when they do these um, bots, such as on Reddit and stuff, and um, or like these other bots they did, like that one, Tay. These things learn very rapidly. Now, that's a, now that's a technology, this technology at a very primitive baby step level. You know, it's kind of new. Take that technology and advance it at the same rate it's advancing now and go 30 years, go 20 years. Oh, I believe you'll have self-aware creatures. I believe you'll have self-aware beings. I think we're on the verge of it as it is. You know, like I said, not beyond a human, like not not talking Skynet per se, but maybe something closer to iRobot or maybe something closer to, you know, one of those types of things. You know, I do think it is a threat. I do think that AI, we're fucking with something we should not really be fucking with. I think it could represent a threat to us as humans. But, you know, this idea that, oh, you know, it's not going to, I, I have to disagree with you there. And even this, like, what, I think we're, like, tempting fate by making strong, physically strong, you know, beings that have a level of self-awareness. Even if it's not the same degree as us, it has an instinctive, this is an enemy, this is a friend. You hack that thing the wrong way, yeah, it could be used even at a primitive level. So, to, you know. Are you talking about these Boston Dynamic Robots? I mean, just from the little you're telling me about them, yeah. No, I mean, they, they're they're controlled by us. Oh, yeah, they're dummy robots. There's, no, there's absolutely zero self awareness in it controlled because by, it's, okay, it's who all controls controlled. Them exactly. Pardon me. Who controls them? The company. The human operator. The what operator. I'm saying is, yeah. The, wait, the what I'm saying is the thing works on a series of directives. Is it not? I don't mean like Robocop. I mean correct. No, it's it, it, like a control thing in somebody's hand. Right. Well, okay. It's that, and it has to be probably it has software, correct? Correct. You hack that fucking software, 
or say a government or NGO type body hacks that software, you've now got killing machines on your hands, literal killing machines. I think there's a need to have the self-awareness of Skynet to be a technology that really should not be being used. That's that has the potential for being devastating. Now, take this 20 years. And if they're really putting this much faith in these robots and they're developing them to such an extent where they are whatever, you could have quite legitimate weapons of war. Now, we're in the age where cyber terrorism and cyber hacking are big things. You know, even on the state level, they're big things. Um, you take that down 20 years or so. What if we have drones that then get hacked by, say, China? Maybe China nukes a few cities with these drones. Maybe they don't. You know, maybe China hacks these Boston Dynamics things in, say, 20 years, whatever the model will be. And, you know, you've got a variable killing machine. Maybe a fucking psycho hacker in his basement who knows a bit about programming hacks the fucking things. You have a literal serial killing robot on your hands. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't need to be self-aware for it to be incredibly dangerous. Oh, I agree. Right. You know, all you need to that anything that we have currently. <laughs> uh, it's a very hostile you know show I mean? right now, like, guys. So what I would like to do is uh, I'd like to uh, thank Miser for coming on. Miser, we love you. You okay. are truly a special, special guest, and uh, we'll have you back on soon. Hopefully next time you won't walk into a uh, hornet's nest. And uh, Gene R. Lyers, is a, uh, can you take us out? Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, it's been a fun show. Thanks, Miser, for coming on. Thank you, Wasted, wherever you are. Thank you, Brasky. And uh, don't forget to like us on YouTube. And subscribe. Uh, like and thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Miser. <laughs> don't forget to hit like and subscribe on YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, be sure to uh, give us a five-star review. Or don't. Or just do what you want. Give us a one-star review. All reviews count. We prefer the five-star, five though.